This is Free Talk Live, and you are invited to take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, bring up anything. 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. And you're invited to join us on the phone lines at 800-259-9231. Of course, you can always email in uh, or submit your show prep suggestions to our website. You can go to freetalklive.com. And if you don't already have a free account, you can get one. In fact, uh, you don't need an account to access most of the features on the website. But if you do want to participate in submitting show prep to uh, the site, then you do need an account. It's free. You go in, you submit the link to whatever it is you think is interesting, and then our listeners will take a look at them. They'll vote them up or vote them down. And the most voted up will make it to the front and the top of our website. So enjoy at freetalklive.com. So much to talk about here tonight. I want to start out with a little bit of audio. <laughs> I came across this uh, today, just after, what was it, last night or, I guess two nights ago, we talked about the kitten. Dale, did you did you uh, hear about the kitten? I don't think so. State trooper captured a kitten because it apparently had been walking on his car at nighttime, leaving paw prints, and so he... Uh, he put out a disrespectful cage. little paw prints all over a police car. Yeah, yeah. He, well, I mean, that, we don't that know if kitten was, was not respecting his authority. We don't know if it was his police car; it might have been his personal car. Okay, uh, but he uh, he put out a cage with some ham in it, captured the cat, claimed that while the cat was in the cage, that it scratched him, and he put a bullet in it. So he well, he that's murdered. That's what I do when my cat scratches me. Um, <laughs> she learns he, quick that way. He murdered a five-month-old kitten. So, on the heels of that story, we've got this report from the Associated Press. All right, it's a... Oh, wait, that's... (laughs) That's my audio. (laughs) That's what you're going to be doing tonight. Uh, That's a little snippet of what will come up after the show on the podcast. It's an an interview with the the, the guy that uh, put together Magnatune.com. If you want to find out more about it, you can listen to the show or... Go to Magnatune.com. This is uh, what I wanted to share. A 62-year-old grandmother is mad and grieving after police shot and killed her 13-year-old dog, Wrinkles. You can see all the bullet holes, about eight bullet holes, all up and down the steps of bullets everywhere. Marietta Robinson says officers showed up with a search warrant for drugs in relation to her 28-year-old grandson, and she let them in her house under one condition. Now, it's a pretty typical situation, right? The cops coming in. I mean, they're raiding people's homes every single day out there for drugs. Of course, uh, her grandson's more likely that he's the one that's doing the drugs in the house. So we'll see uh, where this ended up going because she's got some conditions that uh, she wanted to put on this search. Yeah, I make, I've always kind of wondered with this uh, this house searching thing with the police is what if you live with someone else? Does that mean that, uh, I mean, their stuff is subject to search if the cops come with a warrant? Because the warrant's supposed to be very specific, but I, I don't know. I, I don't just, know either. That'd be a good good question for our law enforcement listeners out there. Let me continue here. One condition. I asked his permission. May I put my dog in the bathroom or in the backyard? He said, go ahead and put her in the bathroom. We're not going to hurt her. But- hey, yep. Smart. Mm-hmm. Seems like a smart thing to do. I mean, if you've, especially if you've heard that the cops like to shoot dogs, as we've heard so many times on this, uh, this show. I know, not all cops. But the ones that do these police raids certainly seem to be a little itchy on the trigger finger. A little adrenaline, dr- adrenaline junkie. And so she just wanted to make sure her dog wasn't going to get in the way and, and anger the cops and cause problems. So a, a reasonable request I mean, yeah, under unreasonable circumstances. And the cops said, oh, yeah, we're not going to hurt your dog. But Wrinkles was killed anyway after an officer opened the bathroom door. They started shooting Oops. the dog and I screamed and I backed up and I went around this way and I said, please don't shoot him. Police say the dog attacked an officer. 
Robinson says officers even used her water cooler after killing her dog. They washed yeah. their hands in my drinking water. Now, I actually saw the footage, <laughs> and it's still bloody. The, the drinking water, it's, it's brown. It looks, it looks like it's bloody. I mean, I'm presuming there was blood in there. They, they, washed, they, they killed this dog, and then they proceeded to, to wash up in her little uh, Culligan man cooler that she had there. So this was clearly drinking water. This wasn't some uh, one of those coolers. You've seen one. You've seen one at my house before. I've got it out in the back uh, back room right now. So where I one of those electric coolers with the heating element, the, the cooling element? In yeah, it? I've seen that. Does but where does it hold water? Does she not have a sink? It's one of those five gallon. Coolers. I know what it is, but how does the water get back into it? It doesn't go back into it. There's just a little uh, catch area down. Oh, so in the down bottom. in the catch area, right in the catch area, you can see it was really. Unless she hadn't cleaned it in a long time, it was pretty. It looked like well, it was bloody. They didn't show it to you because um, they didn't show it to you because it was unclean. They showed it to you because it has, was bloody. That's my presumption. It didn't. They didn't make that clear, but. It was still pretty out. Even if it wasn't blood, it was still pretty outrageous what she was saying. That yeah, they came, their just bloody came fingerprints right on, on her right. uh, you know, little tap there. That, uh, that, after know. they execute her dog in front of her, after she specifically asked them if she could put the dog in the bathroom, they then have the gall to go and just wash up at the, you know, the Culligan you know, cooler. The way this seems, and I, I don't know these guys and I don't know how they are, and I'm sure they would deny this, but it, it just seems like a group of people that, and I'm, I'm talking about dog assassins, uh, not necessarily cops, that, that just believe that they can, uh, that they're better than the other people, you know? I mean, I would never consider shooting someone's dog. I mean, if it came out into the street and I suppose I had a gun for killing dogs or something like that, I think I would think you use te- pepper spray. They have tasers. They've got pepper yeah. spray. They've got all kinds of things. But the first thing they have to go for is the gun. Well, clearly it's, they it's don't have to. because they can get away with it because they're not right, going to get can. seriously in trouble for shooting a dog. Right. They believe and that they want to shoot something. They yep. believe that they're um, a, they, they believe they're superior to you and they're right. That's really what it comes down to. They can shoot your dog. They can come onto your property asking directions. We've seen it happen before. Yeah, and uh, you know, a dog gets too close to them and they can shoot it. Officer safety. The dog doesn't have to make any noise because the do- the officer can just say, "I was in fear for my life." Yep, that's I, I could have been they bit. ever have not to even say. for fear fear for life, just and, fear for bodily injury. And every time, every time, except for the kitten, I incident. wonder if they're getting horror stories about dogs attacking cops or something. You know, I just wonder no, I think what's they just priming want to shoot. them. I think they just like you said, yeah. Dale. I think they just want to shoot something. Why I mean, doesn't the mailman operate that way? I mean, mailmen are are government employees, and they are exposed to probably as many, if Mm. not far more. I would take the far more category, dogs. Absolutely. And what do they do? They mace them. The yeah. dog, you know, admittedly, the dog is very uncomfortable. I'm sure the owners are, but can, they live. can be a, a little upset. And I'm sure that there's some mace-happy, I know there's some mace-happy mailmen out there, but why can't the cops do that? Like you say, I mean, they're completely immune and they know it. Robinson says the shooting never had to happen because her grandson hasn't lived in her home for 12 years. Now then, a little bit of detective work might have actually <laughs> under, you know, uncovered that bit of information. They were looking for her grandson for some sort of drug uh, claims that the police were making, and he hadn't been there for a dozen years. I mean, what? how much work goes into this stuff? Is it just that they... So they just hear this group of guys just go in and shoot this lady's dog, wash their hands in her drinking water and leave. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 it. They they look like incompetent dog murderers, I suppose, because they are. My grandson 
Couldn't he come in here because he haven't lived here so long? My dog don't know my grandson. We looked through the whole incident. Police are investigating to see if any policies were violated. Uh, uh, we looked through the whole incident. That's where they cut the clip off. So we don't know what other uh, the, the public information bureaucrat. We don't know what else they said, but we can predict it, can't we? Oh, I know what I know what's going to happen. If we look at this story in uh, a couple of months, Nothing will have occurred except yeah. the police. If they do, uh, if they do say something, which they don't have to, police if they have do say something, the yeah, it's everything's fine. We're violated. They can't bring me my dog back. I don't want no apology. They need to be fired and get somebody on the job that know what they're happen. doing. Robinson I can't disagree. I can't disagree. These people yeah. walk into this lady's house um, looking for her grandson that hasn't lived there in thirteen years. And they shoot her dog and wash their hands in her drinking water. All and she's asking for is their be, job. That should, yeah, that should, that should be the minimum that they should get fired. Yep. You know, I. <laughs> she should get some restitution uh, as well for uh, for her lost loved one. I mean, that's her partner that she's living with basically at, at this point. There's no uh, civilian parallel to this. You can't say, well, if this was uh, such and such or so and so, and it was me doing it, then it would be this way because I don't have the legal power to go onto this woman's property. Whereas these police officers can go to a judge, and a judge clearly doesn't uh, require any any kind of detective work behind this. No. They ask for a, a search warrant. On a house that this guy hasn't lived in in 13 years. What oh. if it wasn't even his grandmother? In what the, if it was a new tenant? In addition, in the video footage, you actually see a, a little bit of the search warrant. They misspelled resident. <laughs> this is wow. a word they use all the time. It's one of their legal terms. There's more coming up here at 800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at BigHeadPress.com slash PK. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. This summer, how about finally taking charge of your health? Be just like me and do all the things you want to do with New Zealand's Nature Bee. Here's Mike Buck, all the way from Hawaii, with a sizzling summer special to help you find the way. Hello there, and happy uh, weekend coming up, Free Talk Live. You know what? Especially these days, you better have good nutrition. If your body's not getting all the elements it needs from the food you eat, down goes your energy level, up goes your stress, you'll be tired all the time. Now, if that's a typical day in your house, we can fix that right up. Two golden nature bee plants all in capsules from New Zealand and give you the support you need to turn that all right around. Now, we know that Nutri- um, Nature Bee will do for you, but what's that sizzling summer deal that uh, you were talking about? All right, look at this. This is our best deal yet. When you order or reorder a six-month supply of Nature Bee for just $99.95 plus delivery, you get this bonus pack, $99.95 worth of our Bee Slim Project. That's a weight loss program. includes a supplement, delicious meal planner, an exercise guide, even a tape measure to track your progress. Well, that does sound like a perfect plan B. How can folks uh, make it happen, Mike? It is the perfect 
plan B, and all you got to do, remember, $99.95 for the Nature B, $99.95 free from B-Slim. All you got to do is make the toll-free call to New Zealand, 1-866-834-8355. That's 1-866-834-8355. Or if you're listening to Free Talk Live online, hey, Nature B is there at Nature B-E-E. That's naturebee.com. Now, it is a great deal, and don't forget their uh, complete money-back guarantee. I've been taking it for uh, a couple of months now, and I, I, I really have seen a difference in my life. You can call them toll-free at 866-834-8355, or just do it online at naturebee.com. All right, uh, the dog-killing news continues. Uh, there's no shortage of dog-killing stories, on the ha- at least by the hands of the police uh, out there these days. There was a video posted over at freekeen.com uh, earlier today, and actually the very same story is now the second story on our website at freetalklive.com. Uh, we started out by telling you about a, a lady, a grandmother, who had the police come to her house looking for her grandson. Now, her grandson hadn't been there for a dozen years, but nonetheless, they came in and raided her home and... Uh, she asked if she could put the dog into the bathroom for safekeeping during the, the raid. The cop said, okay, we're not going to hurt your dog. Then they opened the door to the bathroom. The dog came out, and they shot the hell out of the dog, apparently. Multiple bullet holes in the trailer and the steps and things like that. Uh, they then proceeded to wash their hands in her drinking machine, in the little water dispensing machine that she had there in what looks like a bubbler trailer or something like that. And uh, that was, you know, they left, and now they're being investigated. And, of course, the investigation will show that they're completely innocent, uh, that there's, there's no wrongdoing here. It's okay. It's, you know, our cops are allowed to kill dogs uh, on a whim. You know, um, we, we had a friend here, uh, Brian Travis, who had his, his farm raided essentially by kind of a, a deputized ASPCA worker. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. It makes you wonder, where is the ASPCA in incidents like this. When the cops kill dogs. Right. When cops kill dogs, and we have a footage after footage, report after report of police just, it, it seems like a war on dogs. Yeah. And where, where is the ASPCA um, in these instances? Oh, they're harassing civilians. Why? Because, well, they're in bed with the government. There, this video uh, that... You can, sh- you can shoot civilians' animals, but... Right. Oh, yeah, if, if you kill a cop's animal, then you're in big trouble. But uh, at, at WGEM.com, they're reporting, and they show the video, and it's hit YouTube. Uh, I'm not going to get into the details here as to what happened, but the dog, this dog was in the ro- apparently in the road or something like that. The cops came up. One of the cops has that, oh, I don't know what you call it, that noose thing on a pole yeah. that, that you capture an mm-hmm. animal with. Yeah. So those poles are at least 8, 10 feet long. They're pretty long poles. It, it keeps designed to keep the animal away from you in case it tries to bite you. Yeah, it's at least 6, if it's, not 8. It's to keep the, uh, the animal handler as safe as possible when they're dealing with a rabbit animal or something that's you know, possibly dangerous. Makes sense, right? Nobody wants to get pitched, right? right? You bring out the pole. And so for, for a little while in the video, and it's a silent video, there's no audio running because it's from the cop car's camera. And what the weirdest thing is, the cop gets in his car and turns the camera toward the road. So the front dash camera, he turns the camera to point towards where the dog is, which was very seemed very strange to me, considering what he ended up doing. There were two cops there. One of them had a taser pulled out, named at the dog the whole time. Was the, the dog alive? The dog was alive. Was in the in the road, and this cop uh, that turns the camera then goes out. He grabs the. Uh, he grabs the, the noose device, for lack of a better term. I don't know what it's called. He grabs that thing, and he starts going after the dog. Of course, the dog's running around trying to get away, trying to get away from it. I Has it the, been shot at this point? 
No, no, not at all. I'm sorry. We're not talking about this old woman's dog anymore, right? I'm sorry. I, I thought I started the segment by explaining there's another story oh, God, on I, the top of I our must website. Have gotten lost. There's a second story. Lay off that aspartame. On the top of our website right now, it's the second story on the site. So in this case, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you the details as to why they were there. This dog did not seem dangerous. You can see the video. It runs for several minutes. The <laughs> right. cop is, if it wanted to bite somebody, it probably would have done that. Well, the what cop, kind of dog was it, just out of curiosity? looked like a pit mix. Trying to picture it. It looked okay. like a pit mix. Um, so the cop's running after it, trying to get it. And, and it almost looks like it's on a leash. I'm pretty sure the dog itself is on a leash, yet the officer is still having trouble uh, getting to it. Well, it's not like training so, these guys. These, these aren't trained animal control agents. Eventually, he finally gets the noose around the dog. So he's got total control of the dog. Of course, the dog doesn't like it. He's trying to get out. He's trying to, you know, wriggle his way Who's out of the this guy, and why has he got to stick with a string on it around my neck? But the cop neck? has total control over the dog, and he leads the dog over what appears to be the side of the road, still holding this noose device in one hand. The dog is firmly at bay, is nowhere near anybody. He then pulls his firearm out and caps the dog. Is the dog rabid? No. It's just a family has it dog. Bit someone? The allegations were that the dog chased after uh, and attacked a, a six-year-old girl. However, uh, the other owner says that you know that didn't happen. So the dog is not biting anyone at that time, and uh, there's no real it's under evidence control that it, at that point. Yes, yeah, under know? total yeah. control, and the, and and the guy actually gets it under total control With before he shoots it. Video evidence that it's under yeah. control, and then the dog is still alive at that point, laying on the ground. Its tail starts wagging. Oh, and he thing. pulls the gun out again and shoots it in the head. Well, if you if the dog's been, sh- I, I I support shooting a the second uh, the second shot a I, dog that's been you know shot. I mean, you're talking about <laughs> it's if it, you're going it to be put the, out of its su- su- uh, but, suffering, right? But if you're going to shoot the dog, why wait until? I mean, if you're if you're this half cocked cop that's you're just looking for a chance to to shoot something, and you're going to shoot the dog, why not just shoot the damn dog? What's the point in spending all the time trying to get the noose around its neck as though you want to take it somewhere or control it or, or do something with it? Why not just pull the gun out and start? shooting at the dog wouldn't it be more challenging that way then the dog might be able to actually run you might be able to fire off a few shots at the dog you might be able to pull the trigger a few times before you actually ice the thing that's but no creepy. It's, it's like an execution that's exactly what it was he just had it right there man he had total control over it well i i, I can't say i mean you know it's when it comes to these biting situations there, there's no there's no allegation that it actually bit the allegation is that uh, this dog that the owner describes as playful like to jump around, never acted aggressively towards anyone. The other person claims that it was being aggressive toward her child. That uh, I, hear a, I hear a big dog growling and I turn around and it was running toward us. I shut my daughter behind me and started to yell and kick at it. So There are people in this world that are just scared to death of dogs. Yeah. You know? I mean... So that's it. Well, don't be a policeman. 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This 
is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features including our bulletin board system. You can go there. There are over 500,000 posts and a lot to talk about there, from serious issues to silly nonsense. You'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. However, I uh, just, uh, just put something up on the, uh, the BBS, a question about uh, whether or not we should purge the BBS. Apparently, it's getting a little too big. What like do you it's, mean? It's gotten the database that the, uh, the BBS is using for this, to store all those 500,000 posts is, uh, is apparently getting pretty difficult to run maintenance on because I guess things need mm. to be updated in there. So you might have to time. take out really all posts or well, something? I don't know. We're talking about upgrading the, the, the forum software uh, that's, supposed to, that's supposed to help with the problem, but I don't know if it's going to make it go away in, entirely. So I'm thinking about maybe just doing a purge of some really old posts, maybe you know purge stuff that's older than a few years or something like that. I'll, although I don't like that idea. So People like to go you, back. Yeah, can you do. archive it? I don't know. Maybe. I'm not sure. To, Looking at options. Uh, anyway, it's, it's one of those growing pains issues. So head over to bbs.freetalklive.com and enjoy. It's all free on the house. 1-800-259-9231. Okay, so much to continue to discuss here tonight. We've, I think we've covered the dog shooting videos for today. Uh, we've we've covered uh, the, the the two two dogs at least that have been murdered here that uh, we've discussed so far tonight. But there's more to discuss. And Mark, you've got an email that you wanted to share this evening. Plus, coming up, Dale's going to share with us five gun myths that uh, we learned from watching Hollywood movies. Yeah. So, Mark, email, please. Yeah, I got this um, this email. It's actually from uh, a a very old friend of mine. Um, mm. Like by very old, I mean uh, this was my best friend from kindergarten through eighth grade. Um, you know, I mean, so first best friend kind of uh, situation. And he, you know, I found him on Facebook, like so many other people have found old friends, uh, you know, six months ago or something like that. And uh, you know, I obviously he at some point or another found out that I did a radio talk show. I mean, it's not like I hide that on my Facebook page. <laughs> and, you know, he considered himself to be a, a libertarian, and, and so we kind of talked about that a little bit. But he'd never heard the show. He happened to be in his car um, on last Saturday night and heard the uh, the show in Tampa, Florida. He now lives um, in North Bay Area instead of the Southern Bay Area. So he just came across it, huh? Yeah, he, he happened to be in the car. Cool. And, um, you know, he, he's like, wow, I can't believe that you believe exactly like I do. I'm going to go back and listen to all the other shows. <laughs> yeah. And I said, good luck with that. Um, you know, <laughs> it's been six nights a week three hours a night for oh eight years or so mm-hmm. and i guess that's not exactly right but you know i mean that the, the show's lengthened and, and shortened and been on saturday nights and not been on saturday nights and actually it was on sunday nights at one point but that brings us up to date on this this email and i guess what i'm this this question's kind of about nature nurture are people born into things do things happen to people in order to change them into what they are yes and, right, all those all things. That. <laughs> all those things are true, but and you know, like freakish coincidences and stuff like that. Now he claims to. I'll, I'll read the email and then and then we can talk about it. All right, please. So uh, he says, uh, "Come on, man, that's only seventy five hundred hours of content. I could make that up easily." <laughs> he says, "I'm stunned by how much you and I think alike." Do you think it's a freak coincidence, or do the, um, did the time that we shared together as kids affect us both the same? Hmm. It's weird that my brothers are all hardcore Republicans, like my father, 
And <laughs> his name's John, and his brothers are like Joey, Jason, Jacob. Uh, it's not yeah. Jacob, but anyway, it's all Jamie. Jesus. Very yep. <laughs> funny stuff. But um, his father's well-to-do uh, orthodontist or something like that. So it's definitely not something that came from the way that I was parented. I don't keep in touch with any anyone from our old school closely enough, but to know their politics, um, to, to know their politics. But from what I can see on uh, Facebook, most of them have developed pretty much the same views as my my brother. Really, <laughs> a, 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 a relatively expensive private Christian school, and in, uh, in the South, the kids all grew up to be Republicans. What a surprise! About that, yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> I do actually know one of our classmates uh, is pretty much is a, is a libertarian too, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, and I guess it just it, it kind of draws that question up. This guy claims John here claims to the, the believe what I believe, which puts him on a in a very fringe place. Now, maybe I've uh, you know explained it in a manner that uh, softens it up a little bit, and he's not quite as fringe as uh, I'm imagining or whatever. But it puts him in a in a in a pretty far off the edge of the map um, area, and. Also, on top of that, um, you know, he's raised in a Christian school. I'm raised in a Christian school. His uh, religious views that he's claimed to me are uh, pastafarian. So, okay, so know, he's out of the mainstream as far right, as right. So he's a he's a follower of the the flying spaghetti monster, which is really just a joke, and that means that he doesn't take the religion thing terribly seriously. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I believe that there's a god, but I, I I don't think God is hell and brimstone and and wants to punish you and and yeah. all these other things. You're a Quaker. I am, but so that doesn't both... really describe to anybody exactly what true. I believe. It's too broad. <laughs> yeah, um, there's you know there's different types of Quakers That's all true, over yeah. America. So um, you know I I've I've called myself all kinds of things. I like the way the the Quakers think, and so I, I go to that particular uh, meeting. But anyway, I just I just kind of wonder what what makes what would happen that, that would cause two close close friends. I mean, we the, it, it, everything you can think about best friends, we, mm-hmm. we did that. We went over to each other's houses. We we were best friends for eight, 9 years a, a, in school. Sexual experimentation? No. No. Well, that's I'm sorry. Not everything <laughs> you can think of. Everything a normal person would think of. Um so uh, what we ever played doctor with him? No, what are you talking about? I never even considered doing any of this stuff. I had female friends. I never. I. I didn't know. Hell, I, hell, there I were played girls. doctor with female friends. And I, I I'm sorry, man. I'm telling homo. you, there, there were girls in the neighborhood, and they tried to take my pants off on more than one occasions, and I wouldn't let them. Hmm. So uh, I didn't really understand this whole doctor playing thing. I was not into that. I was not. You are not going to get my pants off, young lady. You know that, that wasn't going to happen. You so, don't have that problem anymore, though, huh? What do you mean? Girls trying to take your pants off? No, no, no. yeah, busloads of cheerleaders you'd chasing me known, down the street. You'd only known at the time, <laughs> right? Right. I, I, anyway, you know, sorry to life certainly has changed. So I guess I'm just wondering, you know, what could have happened? Because I can't think of anything. I'm just kind of left, and and I'm sure that this applies to every, everybody. I mean, what 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 shapes people? Boy, I don't know. Any uh, any idea? Dale? A lot of things. I think. I think that you know it's. Well, where to begin? <laughs> Nature and nurture, yeah. I think it's both. You know, I'm kind of of the opinion. I'm sure uh, Jonathan. I'm, I'm just guessing with with Jonathan on this one. He is that he probably came from the Republican wing of things, like mm-hmm. I did, and it it seems like. A good conservative should be fiscally conservative. A person who's fiscally conservative believes that the government is wasteful and incompetent. If you believe that the government's wasteful and incompetent, all you have to do is is you know take a look, closer look and you get you gather more evidence. And the more evidence you gather, the the closer you'll come to the idea that wow, the government really can't do anything right. 
Mm-hmm. And as you come to that point of view, you'd be like, well, and you believe as a conservative, you generally believe in the marketplace and the marketplace's ability to, to, to solve so problems. Well, they don't use the term marketplace necessarily either. A lot of conservatives talk about business, you know, being pro-business. I and understand the how it trickle down. I understand like, how it know, ends up. A lot of them um, are government helping business. And it, yeah, it ends up that way. But I mean, I don't. Even, I'm not even sure they tend to use the term marketplace. Well, all I'm saying is, is yeah. I came from a certain place, yeah. and those um, those ideas were, you know, they were they sounded good to me. I believed in the free market. I believe in the power of people to uh, make voluntary decisions amongst themselves, and that is the best order for, uh, you know, the the social order, and. You know, as you you apply that in more and more places, it can be hard to apply it in the areas of like the military, the police, uh, fire departments, and roads and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I don't know whether Jonathan actually applies them in that area um, specifically. I haven't talked to him about everything, but he claims to agree, and it just kind of you know it makes it makes me uh, a sort of believe that a uh, a conservative could come to these ideas just by thinking about them. And a liberal would say, well, um, you know, violence against your neighbor uninitiated is a very bad thing. Bad, it's, it's bad to oppress people and all that other stuff. And that's all government does. So a liberal should be able to come to these ideas in the same way. So, I mean, it doesn't, you know, maybe, do. maybe there's no uh, event where we were on the monkey bars to, together and, and, you know, something was said or something happened that, that brought us to the maybe idea. Maybe I'll just hate his authority. That could bring you there, too. It, we didn't act like it. We were good. I never got in trouble I thought you were an anarchist in high school. In high school, but that's something different. Okay, more coming up here. You can take control. You're welcome to share your thoughts. Bring up whatever you want. It's Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Uh, and by the way, if you want to help support this program, you can do that by shopping with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So start your shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You know Amazon, the world's largest internet retailer with dozens of categories in which you can shop. Even used items if you need to save a few extra bucks, plus free super saver shipping on a whole lot of their brand new products. Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Now, just a moment ago, Mark, you were sharing an email it was a personal email you had received from an old friend, somebody who you were buddies with. And you had told me, I thought you had told me off there it was through high school, but uh, I guess that's not the case. When did you in stop? High, I told you this a couple of days ago. Um, in high school, we he we split paths. Um, the, you know, in, in after, the middle of high school? Or no, after beginning? junior high, okay. and that's what, we call, that's what our school called it, junior high. Um, we both went to high school. But our high schools were different. Uh, high yeah, we went to public high school, and our high schools were on opposite sides of town because we it. lived on opposite sides of town. And I, I, I think we probably saw each other yeah. a handful of times. But as so many young people do, I yeah, mean, just, I remember that happening when I left uh, my elementary school, went to middle school. You know, you'd spent years with uh, with the folks in that first school. You're and pretty much most wherever you don't they see put you. Yeah. I mean, when you're a child, you're 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 bumped around by wherever adults put you, and that's where you are. <laughs> yes, but socialization is so, yeah. so important when it comes to these uh, uh, these these institutions. You must send your child to. Uh, I, to I do think socialization is important. I just don't think that the way to get it is through public schools. Right. Or, I think that you know that the environment of 
I, I think the environment of 30 kids and one teacher for most, much of the day is not a healthy environment for a kid. Or how about being forced to socialize with people that uh, you may not otherwise get along with? The Mark, right. you were talking during the break about ge- being beaten up and, and, and beating people up and you know just kind of taking out your frustration on people. And and, and you think that that was overall a good thing? Like it, you learned from it or it shaped you or something in a good way? You well, think? it's at one point that I would have considered socialization to be a code word for the hazing, pecking order thing that goes on in school in general because i went to a christian school from kindergarten through eighth grade and i could absolutely tell you and and the classroom sizes as i recall were kept somewhere between 20 and 25 um they you know that that opera that stuff still went on it's still lord of the flies out there on the uh the the playground Mm -hmm. i mean the teachers do their very best uh, you know to to keep this stuff down but that's what happens when you put a bunch of kids together and the idea that that is what socialization is, is what I find so weird and abhorrent. Um, I used to think that way, and I don't think that way anymore, because I've seen so many homeschool kids that act like polite little adults. Yeah, and young I adults. And I, I know people, some people rear back from that and say, kids need to be kids. Do kids need to be little savages mm. and then work their way out of that savagery in order to have learned something? They, they need a chance they to be it? with other kids and play and socialize sure. with other kids, but with a plenty of adult supervision, they need plenty of exposure to adults to learn adult social skills. And there's just not much of that at school. I mean, you've got the time with the teacher in the class, but when the kids are together, it's just... It, like you say, I mean, it's almost completely uncontrolled. They're, they're picking on each other. They're they're making fun of each other. They're hurting each other. Right. What does one get from a truly miserable school experience? What do you take from that? If you, you were the, hate life, you right. hate people. Well, you're afraid of, of interacting. You know, teen suicide is is a, is you know huge. How about the teens that uh, take other people's lives, like in Columbine? Teen homicides. Uh, you know, th- those kids were suicidal too, and they just they right. were angry and suicidal, which is a terrible combination. I wonder if you can show the statistics between uh, homeschooled kids and their suicides. And that's a good question. You know, public yeah, how school many, and, and regular school kids. How many homeschooled kids go on uh, mass? I have frequently described public school as a form of child abuse, and I hear all these people talking about whether or not to raise the benefits of of teachers, you know, through the public, the teachers unions and things like that. And my thought is we shouldn't be considering that. We should be considering whether to prosecute them for child abuse. Well, I don't know. I (laughs) I I only say that in jest because I really don't believe in prosecuting anybody and using the system to do stuff. But I just I just say it to make a point. You know, that I, I really think that there's serious harm coming out of public school systems. I, I don't know that I'm, I'm not prepared to just just point at public school because I can tell you that my my private school experience, I believe that it was. Well, the private schools are, are, are very similar to the public schools. I mean, they yeah, get they, the public school under the same the standard expectations. Yeah. 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 I, I would say that I got a better education in private school, a more uh, focused education. The teachers cared about how well we did. But as far as the socialization, which, uh, as I said, is code word for hazing, um, I, I think that Not it was so different. Yeah, it was just the same as far as it's, I don't know. We, teach, I don't we know actually like, teach but. kids something that we that we don't we don't tell adults. They're constantly telling adults this is something different. But they tell kids when they put them in these environments. And I think it's just because they're lazy, frankly, and it's just they don't know what else to do. They, you know, they're always telling kids to, to work things out on their own. You know, if you have a problem, if you're having a problem, someone's threatening you or something, you know, work it out. And that's the, and that's what you're talking about. The hazing, the 
throw a kid in a swimming pool and sink or swim. They'll learn how to swim because you throw them in the water. And, and there's this idea that you're just supposed to kind of figure that out. You know, you're, you're being picked on at school. Well, work it out. Work it out between yourselves. But in, but in reality, they always, you know, the cops, cops will always tell you, no, 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 always call the cops to help work out a conflict. You don't ever try to just do it yourself, you know. And so it's really kind of a counterintuitive thing that what they, what they tell kids versus what they tell people that, that supposedly they have expectations to function in a civilized society and not to fight with each other. You know, you're, the point of it really, I mean, I don't, I don't like the idea, oh, call the cops or whatever to work out a, a dispute. But the point is don't just fight it out, right? If you live in a civilized society, you don't just fight it out. You try to get an arbitrator involved or something. You work it, you know, you get... You don't, you know, but but that's like you said, it's Lord of the Flies with kids. Yeah, they don't do much arbitrating at the uh, the government schools, at least in my recollection. Usually, there's an accuser who accuses somebody, uh, another one of the kids accuses another kid of doing something, and then uh, they, one of them gets the blame and they, they get punished. There's not really ever any kind of mediation that uh, that that went on, at least in my experience. I want to go to the phones uh, to the fun here. You're welcome to share your school experiences. Uh, maybe you would like to add to the conversation. You're welcome to eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one or bring up anything we've got michael in south carolina michael you're on free talk live yeah y'all make some really great points about uh socialization in public schools um, it was a terrible experience for me um but i want to kind of change the subject if you don't mind sure sure uh, talk about secession a little bit oh please go right ahead there seems to be um i've noticed a, a growing acceptance of uh of secession i see articles kind of have flooded the internet and pretty much all the people i talk to are at least willing to consider the idea, whereas really you know, a few uh, years ago they weren't. Are you talking to a lot of people about it? I am. Um, That's great. I'm with the Third Palmetto Republic in South Carolina. It's kind of similar to the Second Vermont Republic up there, where near where y'all are. What's so, it called? The Third What Republic? Third Palmetto Republic. Third Palmetto, like the plant. South Carolina is the Palmetto State. Oh, I did. Yeah, with, with the Palmetto, Palmetto State. Yeah, well, great. So we I think have, that's fantastic. Is there a website for the Third Palmetto Republic? Uh, PalmettoRepublic.org. Oh, great. So what's the plan? How are you guys going to get out of the uh, the union? Well, we have uh, a rally coming up in Mount Pleasant on the 3rd of July, just the day before Independence Day. And we're promoting, uh, we're putting out podcasts and uh, putting out articles. And uh, we're, we just started, to be honest. That's good. Uh, but Has to start somewhere. Yeah, we're doing what we can, and I think that the environment is right for this because, like I say, people I talk to today, uh, most of the people I talk with are conservatives. Now, this is a very conservative state, and, and you know, under people like Bill Clinton, they weren't willing to consider secession. Under Bush, they weren't, mm-hmm. um, but now they are, a lot of people, and I find it very encouraging. I agree, and I, I think that's great news. I'm actually on your uh, your website right now. It's a, it's a nice-looking site. Uh, a lot of times you you don't get the best uh presentation on on some websites but I have to say yours looks uh, looks pretty good. Uh so how many people are involved in this movement would you say at this point? Well there's a lot of secessionists in South Carolina that I'm aware of uh personally and in contact with um is a a few friends and and myself who started uh this particular group but uh we kind of we're trying to work with uh, other people who also support secession, but maybe come at it from a different angle. Uh, we're kind of more libertarian, but there's there's a lot of uh, secessionists who are more conservative, mm-hmm. and some who are even kind of theocratic. But as yeah, long you guys, as we agree, uh, 
the, uh, the, the what are they called? The Christian Exodus group picked South Carolina as uh, the place they're going to be coming to. I think there's probably only 20 of them, but they, they'll be coming your way. But it was picked. They're definitely the theocratic types. Uh, right. They're out there. But, you know, as long as we agree on secession, you know, um, and, and in principle, if we can secede from the union, then there's no reason that a part of South Carolina, if they weren't happy with a... Uh, well, I welcome the competition uh, because I, I, I think it'll be interesting to see who, which political designation secedes first. And I'm hoping it'll be uh, New Hampshire. But, man, if South Carolina paves the way, that's great news. And thank you. And, uh, of course, I'd rather have you come up here to New Hampshire and help us uh, free ourselves. But... The competition's good, too. Hour number two's coming up. Thanks for the heads up on that. 800-259-9231. That's palmettorepublic.org for the South Carolina folks. More coming up. Hour two on the way. Free talk. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance. Or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. Live, launching into the second hour of the program, you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll free, bring up whatever you want. 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Coming up, parking ticket updates. You've heard about the civil disobedience and non cooperation going on here in New Hampshire. Uh, we'll give you an update on what happened uh, with our all of us had parking tickets that uh, we've been dealing with, and none of us have been, well, Two of th- two out of three of us have Go not ahead paid it. And give me a bunch of crap about it. I'm I'm ready for it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it here in a bit. Uh, also, take your calls about anything. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one plus. Dale's going to share with us five things you learned about guns. Five myths uh, you learned about guns from Hollywood movies. So we'll get to all of that uh, hopefully. But your calls are the primary element. So we go to Johnson in Connecticut on the amp lines. Hello, Johnson. Hey, hey! I heard you guys uh, in the last hour mention uh, pastafarianism. And I just thought I'd, uh, you know, make a small announcement, I guess, for the listeners. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but I wander around uh, with a WWS FSMD bracelet on at all times. What would the flying uh, spaghetti is... monster do? <laughs> That's correct. Gotcha. And um, do you ever get asked about it? I've not. I one time. Okay. <laughs> one time, and I've worn it for probably a couple of years now. Really, people are but, so uh, caught up in their lives that they don't care. Hmm. Uh, yeah, probably, you know, and the fact that, like, everyone in their dog has one of those rubber bracelets now. So. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's not unusual to see them anymore. Right. So, anyway, uh, uh, for fans of people who, who are fans of various different Liberty Media, uh, a lot of Free Talk Live fans might be aware of Stefan Molyneux and his show, Free Domain Radio, and uh, what I wanted to announce is that he's been 
uh, dogging on agnostics. And I am uh, very, very strongly agnostic. Militant agnostic. How can you be strongly agnostic? That's like saying I'm strongly, weakly something. I don't know. It sounds like a double negative. Now, but that would ruin the fun, see? Because I challenged Stefan Molyneux to a debate. And well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why don't you explain what an agnostic is in case that's going okay, over someone's well, head? Okay, there's two things. If you're if you're talking about atheism, you're talking about belief, right? You're talking about um, whether or not you believe there is a deity or not, whether or not you believe in a god. Right. When you're talking about Gnosticism. You know, or or agnosticism, um, you are talking about uh, knowledge, whether or not you hold facts or information and know whether or not there is a deity or not. So I believe very strongly in agnosticism is how I would phrase it. Meaning you believe that you don't know. Right. Gotcha. Right. Very strongly. So if you and believe strongly, if you're a militant, if you're if you're a militant agnostic, um, your belief system is, I don't uh, I don't know whether there's a god, and you don't know either. That's correct. <laughs> okay. So so yeah. now and, now why is Stefan? I, I refuse to take a stance on belief because I I don't know. <laughs> you know? Okay. Now why is so. Stefan Molyneux attacking agnosticism on his show, Free Domain Radio? Well, he believes that agnosticism is a cowardly point of view, and mm. that um, agnostics are only agnostic, that the only type of agnostic in existence is the agnostic that wants to not discuss religion. He, an agnostic who doesn't want to re- offend religious people. Well, I can kind of see that, um, you know, I, I can kind of see where he's coming from. If you believe that uh, um, agnosticism is sort of the I don't know stance, um, and and you haven't dug down deep into it in the way that um, you apparently have been. I can, I can see where he's coming from. There are those out there that he's describing very well, oh, but sure. I don't and, think and it's I, fair I, to I've say that's all agnostics. I, I just feel bad that Stefan hasn't met me yet. So ah, okay, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're going to remedy that next right. Friday. Well, I was told um, I just actually had a conversation last night that people who believe that the universe itself is God, which sort of describes my views. I mean, I do use the term pan- in the room pantheist. With one, aren't you? What's that? You're sitting in the room with someone who believes that the universe is God, aren't well, you? Well, yeah, but I kind of do myself too. But it's but okay. uh, you know, but uh, but someone told me that that's just someone who wants to feel special if you if you feel that way. <laughs> wants to feel special. And I'm like, but doesn't that kind of doesn't that kind of mean that you're definitely not special? Like if if everything is unified then then you know, you're no, you're I'm no not. More God how than can I be else? special to yeah. compared to Ian if we're all part of this big unified? <laughs> so actually, so this well, is unified I, wave theory. Since everybody's uh, coming out with their religious beliefs, I'm not. I don't confront people on their religious beliefs unless they do sort of one of two things: uh, heavily pros- proselytize, mm-hmm. or uh, then they're asking for it, or, or they basically threaten you with hell if you don't believe what they believe. Now, th- those are, at 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 that point, that's when I whip out the big Bible guns. That uh, unfortunately, I was uh, t- you know taught all that stuff and all that voodoo in my uh, youth, <laughs> and so I can I can wade in with uh, you know just shy of the the the, the really scholarly guys yeah. on, on the Bible, and 
you know, those are the only times that I jump in is when somebody starts threatening somebody else with hell. Well, you won't be able to jump in uh, because Johnson and uh, and Stefan are going to be having a debate about this very issue on our program this uh, in a week from tonight. Oh, cool. So at P- the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Uh, things are already shaping up for our shows. Normally, in advance of our, our live shows, we do the Liberty Forum and we do the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So we do two two live shows um, or live events. We do multiple shows per event. Uh, but we're, we do two live events per year. And usually, we just kind of wing it. Usually, when we show up, it's just like, okay, well, if you want to be on, come on. And then Mark runs around and gets some people. And we just kind of wing it and we bring people in. This time, we've actually got a couple things scheduled uh, in advance, and one of them is going to be the Friday night debate. We're going to kick the show off with it. Uh, that way, you don't have to interrupt anything that we're doing later on uh, with the discussion. And it's going to be you and Stefan Molyneux. I'll be there to some extent. I'm not sure how much I'll, I'll get involved. It's likely I won't be able to keep my mouth shut at certain points. Um, <laughs> but because as a, as a former atheist, as a you know, former I may have atheist, to make a point to attend this. Wait a second. Yeah. Now, I, I, it's one thing to have Johnson and uh, and Stefan on. You're saying that there's going to be three microphones. These two guys are on, you're not going to be and in. You might wade in. <laughs> so that means that the guy with the largest amount of talent on the show will be kicked out for this uh, this event. Is that what you're saying? That's what it sounds like. Why yeah. don't you go find your little dope smoking buddies and I'll, 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 I'll take you know care you of this. Can't hey, it's like board. you get a free night off, though. It's like, it you won't know. be a whole night. It's, it'll just be the beginning uh, portion of the show. Well, I'm getting probably... the night off, too, Mark, for what it's worth, because it, it, I'm usually I, I Friday night co-host. No. So. You're a third wheel, pal. great, actually, Ian. To have you there, and Dale, you know, maybe you should help prep him <laughs> for some, uh, you know, pantheistic thoughts. Well, but, Dale uh, is my I, cult leader. Uh, you know, he I, has he I, has I, I, he has recruited think, you know, me. The two of you together can commiserate. Wait, hold you on, you were pantheist. You were describing yourself as pantheist before together. I was. That's true. I was describing myself as pantheist. Uh, pantheist first, uh, which means that I believe that everything is. is I was God. extremely reluctant to embrace the term, and I finally said, "Well, it's the best thing I can think of to describe me." I but, still have qualms with it. But then you went to panentheism, and you convinced That's true. me to come on board with panentheism. So what? Why really don't you describe fast the di- too. I mean, I didn't even have to twist your why, arm. Or why anything. don't you describe the difference? Gobbledygook. As you panentheism, <laughs> I think, is, and part of that, I think came from like Quaker discussions and things like that because and and from meditation because um, what it comes down to is I've always really sort of believe I didn't always call it this because it sounds kind of and I, and I know it's going to the kind of the religious connotation is going to turn people off because of what I call it but I've always be- sort of believed in the divine I used to say that math is God kind of jokingly or half jokingly or whatever and because math is such a great example of it if you look at like mathematical formulas and things like that and how so much of of the real world follows Fractals them. and things like that. Yeah, so much of the real world behaves in a manner as if it's, you know, it's like there's so many, there's so many spherical things in our universe. And it thinks there's certain. It is uh, the most efficient. Uh, uh, well, it's 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 like it's it's like things are trying to become a perfect. Like if you take, if you blow a soap bubble, it tries to become a perfect sphere, but it can't because it's made of finite particles. A, tr- a perfect sphere is actually made of infinite particles, and you can only describe it through a mathematical formula. Mm-hmm. And that's an abstraction of something that we cannot that cannot be represented in our physical world, and yet it exists on some level, right? As a concept, and so that concept, that conceptual perfection that our universe attempts to achieve is the is the divine. And I think, you, and, and I just sort of extrapolate that to a lot of other things. I think if you look at you everything, we're, that we're all a part of this big giant perfect sphere, but we don't. No, know no, we're not. It's, it's not that we're a part of it. It's it's that it guides us. It's actually it, that's the only thing that's sort of separate. There's the universe, and then there's the divine. We can get into detail if you'd like. Hang on, hang on, yeah. Johnson. We can bring you back here in a moment. 800-259-9231. 
Uh, we'll talk a little more about panentheism and also uh, so so get ready for the debate coming up next week on Free Talk Live. Then uh, on the Saturday night show next week, we're going to have Bradley Jardis sitting in with us to start the show out with. He's been through quite a personal change uh, over the last six months, and he's going to tell us about it. And it's going to be a, a really intense, I think it's going to be a very intense hour. More coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Archives are there. You can go back. There's a week's worth right there on the front page. You can also click into the podcast and go all the way back to the beginning of 2009. All free for you. Freetalklive.com. 800-259-9231. We continue here uh, with your phone calls. Johnson is on the line with us to announce that uh, he will be having a debate on this very program with Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain Radio. Now, Stefan Molyneux, pretty popular guy. Uh, he's, a, he's a really well-known thinker in the Liberty Movement. He's got his own podcast. Uh, we air it over at the Liberty Radio Network at LRN.FM. And uh, he's he's looked up to, he's respected by a lot of people, and so you're you're going to be challenging him because he has been talking trash about agnosticism and agnostics on his uh, on his program. And I decided when you told me that you were going to have a debate with him, I said, well, let's do it on Free Talk Live uh, because you know there are some nights on the show where we get pretty theological, where we we talk about religion and and belief systems and and uh, goddesses and things like that. Much so. to the chagrin of many of uh, much of our <laughs> audience that, that thinks that, well, you should only talk about liberty-oriented issues. Yeah, well, this is an open phone show. We talk about all kinds well, of things on Free Talk Live. Beyond and, that, though, Mark, I think a lot of people also believe that uh, freedom and liberty and, of course, rights stem purely from religion. I mean, God. I mean, you know. Yeah, that's what I call the, the, what the, the people place. want an ultimate context for mora- to discuss morality from. Sure, it's or it, within. It's because they they believe that rights were created by God. The same reason they believe gir- giraffes were created by God. If God didn't create giraffes, where would they have come from? Um, you know, is is kind of the the idea. Well, I can tell you that my rights come from my self ownership. Uh, you know, humans have territory and, and they believe in property in a, in a certain way. And, yeah, I'll admit that there's certainly societies that believe in, in uh, property in different manners. But, you know, the there's a competition among societies and the society that has the best ideas around property is the one that's going to win. And I think that, uh, you know, the liberty community essentially has come up with the best ideas around property. They've coalesced it. I believe I own myself. I believe if I add my labor to something that I own it, if I go out into the forest, I grab a stick, even if that stick's not on my uh, land, if it's if it's in a state of nature, I, I grab a stick off the side of the road that's in, in common property, and then I carve that stick into something, it's mine. 
Now, well, see, and my my notions of property are derived from the fact that I'm that I reject violence, right? My re, it's my rejection of violence that's at the base of all my beliefs and rights. And so, when you go and carve that stick, if someone takes it from you, I look at it as retroactive enslavement. And that's why I believe in property. Now, Dale, uh, you wanted to make <laughs> so. a point that uh, you, I told you to make a note about it. Yeah, so I made a note. When, when, when Mark said that he doesn't particularly feel like arguing with people about their religion unless they start threatening people with hell. And that just struck me as kind of funny as a, because, because isn't that sort of like threatening to throw Nerf balls at people? You know, if, if, if hell isn't real and someone's threatening you're going to go to hell, then what difference does it it's make? It's very of, real know? in the way that it causes people to act. I mean, uh, they, <laughs> a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the selling point behind Christianity is if, hey, if you don't believe our particular brand of voodoo, you're going to burn in, in the most terrible kind of torture. Our loving and just God is going to torture you for all of eternity. It's particularly and nasty. See, but but my yeah. thought is you're, it's, there's not much use arguing with the person threatening with hell because they're not, they're not starting from a, base of, a basis of rational thought to begin with. They're not thinking in logical terms to, be, to begin with. A, a logical discussion isn't going to get far with them. It makes more sense to try to reach the people who they're talking to and say, yeah, don't pay any attention to that. They're full of crap. You know? Yeah, I, I agree, but um, th- that's what I do here on this show. Yeah. So Dale, I, I don't talk mostly so you're in talking, real life to yeah, anybody. When, about when you do talk issues. with them, you're you're mostly playing devil's advocate, and she, and then and then other people are hearing it, and it's shooting down the ridiculous. It's, yeah. it's shooting down well, the absurd. Yeah. If you were going to play devil's advocate, you could also say, though, Dale, that a lot of these religious people feel like they absolutely are thinking logically, and if you look up, you know, yeah, they feel they are, Pascal, and they're wrong. Pascal's wager, right? Yeah. They have a whole logical system built around it <laughs> where, oh, it's, this is the, least, the area of least risk because if you're wrong, then, then your soul is burning forever. You know? And it's like, well, but if I'm right, then nothing lost. You know? If there's this other – it's, it's really all or about wrong, but, yeah, but, but, going to live for But morality is lost. It's next. not true, though. I mean, you're, 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 it's, it's kind of like playing the lottery where you have – a very very slim chance of winning, but you have to, to bet an awful lot of money, and that, that's sort of way. I, that's the way I look at the Pascal's wager because it is actually you know you have you have one life in this you know you have this one life and you're 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 wasting an awful lot of it on something that that's not going to pay off. Like you're right, you're wasting. It's life, like you're spending you a lot of your time and. Well, right. Okay. Can we describe what Pascal's wager is, though, for our listeners that, uh, that oh, don't well, know? Pascal's it's... wager is the idea that you should believe in God just in case, in case because, you know, people... yeah, so that you don't go to hell. Just believe it so that you'll go to heaven, just in case it is true. It's fallacious, <laughs> though, the idea that uh, on the, on the one side that okay, well, if you believe in the Christian God, then and you're and you're wrong, then nothing lost. I think they're wrong about that because you've lost yourself. You've subsumed who you really are, so you can follow some arbitrary set of rules and or commandments or whatever that some other human being set down upon you. You never right. had the chance to really be. It's a you. form of control. That's that's what it comes down to. It's a form of political early political control is what a religion the, is. The and first states definitely emerged out of religion. Yeah. That's that's, that's how I they mean, got statism is 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 the after effect it's what's still sort of lingering behind and people are trying to replace it with some sort of they're trying to replace the religious aspect of it with some sort of secular aspect and it and it gets even more absurd actually once you take the religious aspect out of it because at least with the religious aspect there it, you know if if the religion were true then it makes sense you know if if in fact uh, uh, the pope is 
the the hand of God or the or the mouth of God or whatever you know the first direct connection to God, then it makes sense to obey everything He says. If if in fact there's this divine supreme being who knows everything, who knows all, and can and can pass down to us perfect morality. And if that's if, if that's true, it's an awfully big if, right? Mm-hmm. But if it's true, then all of a sudden this this leader on earth makes sense. If 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 all of that's true, but then you take that away and say, okay, well now it's just people, and now you're building up, you're trying to create gods who you already are acknowledging from a secular point of view, creating a state. You're trying to create gods out of regular people when you're already you've already acknowledged that there aren't any. But you're trying to, you know, create gods on earth in a in a manner of speaking, and it's even more absurd than the religious states. Johnson, any other thoughts? Yeah, I've got one kind of tangential thought here before I go, which is that I think that you know pre-planning events for the for Free Talk Live for Pork Fest, I think is really a great opportunity because, and this is sort of why I originally brought up the idea of having this debate with Stefan is. Because there's a live audience, and it's you don't get any more bigger of an audience when you, when you add Free Talk Live into the mix. I mean, obviously you've added a huge audience there, but I mean, I just think it's great to have the the live bodies right in front yeah, as it's, well. It's a lot of fun being at the doing the shows at the Porcupine Freedom Festival and the Liberty Forum because people come up and they're you know they're drinking, they're enjoying their evening, they're uh, they're socializing, and, and we're over there doing our thing, and they can pay attention to us if they want, or they can enjoy their uh, the company of their friends as uh, as well. It's a good time and. Johnson will look forward to that happening next week as we do our live broadcast from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And thanks for the call tonight. 1-800-259-9231. We'll tell you more about the Porcupine Freedom Festival coming up here in a little bit. Also, take your calls about absolutely anything. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, that's freetalklive.com. Still to come, we get a chance, five gun myths that you learned from Hollywood. Dale will share those with us here. And Dale, by the way, is joining us from anarchyinyourhead.com. Dale, you have posted the new Porkfest uh, last week. I think you posted yeah. a new new comic strip. You are a comic artist, and uh, you've posted hundreds of strips on anarchyinyourhead.com, as well as some blog posts, as well as some video blogs. So if folks want to get more of Dale, that's where they should go, anarchyinyourhead.com. Of course, you're coming out to the Porcupine Freedom Festival uh, starting early, right? You're going up to Tuesday? Yeah, there will not be any comic updates for during Porkfest. Uh, I get there... Monday? Monday. Tuesday? Monday, okay. And so I'll start making pancakes Tuesday morning, and if there's stuff left over, I'll make some more on Wednesday, and I'll be selling them. So good reason so to... I'll bring uh, to, money for pancakes. To I'm get not giving there away early. this year. Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. More about Porkfest on the way. First, though, your phone calls. Phil is in... Virginia, listening to uh, WSVG in Mount Jackson. Hello, Phil. How y'all doing this evening? Hey, Phil. What's on your mind tonight? 
Uh, I wanted to follow up on, uh, I only caught the tail end of the previous caller, and I understand you're talking about the idea of uh, of Christians and, and people of certain religions, but Christianity seemed to be the topic, and how religion had formed some of the earliest states and so forth, which is all uh, factually true. The one thing I never have quite understood is that why, I guess just put, should put it this way, have you ever noticed that a lot of the core beliefs of almost any global religion are all the same or close to the same? There's a lot there's, of there's certain shared myths, like the, like a like a big flood. And well, no, he's he's like talking about uh, you know sort of the golden rule, and it oh, certainly right. does uh, pervade. Yeah. Does that sound well, right? See, that's sort of what I. That's sort of my. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think I th- I think that you know there was. There were um, ancient philosophers talking about the golden rule, like thousands of years before Christ, and 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 yeah, it kind of got passed along. Yeah, and now, I think it spread. I also I also believe that you know, I personally, I, I believe that there there is uh, some form of a higher being, a god, uh, just through my own deductions. However, I could be wrong. I always leave that possibility out there. I could be right. And I'm not one of these people that says, oh, you must believe in God just in case. And I've always felt that it's one thing to share your religion, share your ideas, share your thoughts. You know, and if people want to believe it, they can so choose to believe it. I just never understood the, the, the forcible aspect of it, especially since a lot of Christians want to force certain things upon you. At least it seems like a lot of these fundamentalists and, and born-agains, I guess... Right. Where does that come from? They want to shape. They want to shape their reality to what they believe. So they don't want to see pornographic uh, stores on the corners and uh, you know bars in some cases. Some, I mean, you know, in some cases, they, there's no alcohol in town. You know, drug laws, things like that. But where does it come from, Mark? Where the where the evangelical Christian like why are they evangelical? What is the motivation there? Is there uh, do they get a bonus when they get to heaven if they recruit so many people? Is, you know, is it like network marketing? What's so, why do they why are they so uh, interested in converting people? Well, I think because that, they need to reinforce their own shaky faith. Well, and um, converting it, people helps that, and it comes from their, uh, you know, their, their preachers want more money. Mm-hmm. They're motivated by all kinds of different things, but among them is, you know, you need to grow the religion. You grow the religion with more money and more people, and um, you know, people that that believe strongly in things are evangelical about all kinds of stuff out there. So all you have to do is hear uh, Linux users call this show, and you'll find that people that believe in something uh, tend to be evangelical about it, and you'll often find the new versions of a denomination or religion are the most evangelical ones so you've you know jehovah's witnesses very evangelical um you know obviously the evangelicals are very evangelical and they're less basically a hundred years old phil thoughts i you know i I agree with a lot of that although i this is where i have a bit of i I have a bit of um a, a, a conflict of thought because i've always figured that you know i don't i personally think that most people who wants to do the conversion, they have the best of intention. Like, they, sure. they truly think that you know, this is the way it is, and, you know, I want, you know, as many people as possible to, to hear it, you know, because they want them to be saved and they want them to go to heaven. Me, personally, I just kind of discuss it and, you know, and, and to say, look, this is what I believe. If, if you think it's right, you know, you could choose to believe it, too. Of course, my beliefs are much simpler, you know, and... And I guess it's much more don't worry, be happy type, because I really believe that the 
God as I believe God is, or whatever higher power you want to call it, pretty much once you live your life as you will live it, and if you're going to be judged, you'll be judged for it, but that's really between you and God. And do, do, does your God, it. Phil, have the uh, the punishment mentality where uh, there's some sort of burning eternal place for you to go if you've been a naughty boy, or or is your God a an, an all or a truly all loving God? Because I don't think an all loving goddess uh, would would punish its creations like that. No, I I, I think well, there, there's I'm still kind of figuring this one out, and I think that's a lot of what religion is is and belief is you kind of shape and 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 you learn things over time and. You know, I'm only 27, so I, I can't say that I've fully fleshed out my thoughts. I'm still reconciling some things. And that's one thing I've always had my own uh, thoughts about is, you know, is is this an all-loving God or an all-hateful God? Uh, there's, there's, you, you kinda, if you read the Bible, there's two of them. Or is God, the, is God even God separate from you in the first place, as we've been discussing the idea of panentheism? And I wanted to get back into that here uh, in a little bit. Final thoughts, Phil? Um, I just think that People need to kind of adopt more of a live-and-let-live mentality when it comes to other people's religion. I'm all for that. I agree with that. Thanks, Phil. I appreciate hearing from you, as always, at 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Jamie in Oklahoma. Jamie, you're on Free Talk Live. What's going on, fellas? Jamie from Wheels Off Liberty. Yeah. (laughs) At wheelsoffliberty.com. Man, that was a deep conversation right there you just had. Take yeah. us to another level. <laughs> yeah, Jamie, I don't know what you're going to say here, but I suspect it's going to it's going to be something really deep. Is it going to bring us back to Earth? Wrapped <laughs> in a big wrapper of asininity. It is. Um, of course, I'm a lot smarter than your average caller on the, the you know on the theological level and everything. So I'm just going to keep my thoughts to myself on all that. It would just go right over people's heads, anyway. Jeremy. I mean, sorry, Jamie. Jamie, because you know. Yeah, it's probably too sophisticated so, for I'm them to so grasp. Smart. I wanted to call and tell you all about our trip to um, to Austin. For for some reason, people around the country in the Libertarian Party kind of want to invite us to come speak at it. Um, yeah, how many of those have reason. you done now? You've done a handful of them, right? Two or three, something like that? Yeah, I've done, I've done two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, who is now um, vaginally beat down, he actually got to come with me on this last one. And, of course, Taryn goes there and stuff. But... Um, Man, I hear a lot of conflicting things about the Libertarian Party, about how they've strayed from core beliefs and everything. And I've had firsthand experience that a lot of that's true on some of the the party members. Um, I believe this last time we had um, two people that actually condemned Wills Off Liberty after our speech. But Hmm. for the most part, about 60 people agreed with everything that we said. And, of course, we just talked. We talk a pure anarchy gospel, basically. We're voluntarists, and we believe in no government. All three of us do. Um, Mike may be a little bit more, um, a little conservative for, you know, he's like Mark on, on Free Talk Live. you got to keep one around. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, after, after we got done talking, we had an overwhelming response from libertarians saying, I agree completely with you, and you ought to be able to live whatever lifestyle you choose to live without absolutely any government interference at all. And I've just got to say kudos to those type of libertarians, man. I can live with them all day long as oh, long yeah. as they want to leave me alone. Well, those folks are so, definitely out there, and I hope that a bunch of them make their way up here to New Hampshire because that's, uh, that's where they should be. Sure, and, 
Close to Texas. I think a lot of times the Libertarian Party gets a bad rap right now, though, with, with you know, little tools like Wayne Allen Root and, and Bob Barr and, and, and those type of people that kind of infiltrated the party. Jimmy, you know? do you have more you want to stick around for? I don't have much, oh, man. man. Y'all have a good time. Wheels off. I'm not going to be able to make it. Oh, man. We'll, uh, we'll hope you come out here next year for it, and uh, we'll be thinking about you. And thanks, uh, Jamie. Right. Appreciate it. WheelsOffLiberty.com. Great show, by the way. Uh, make sure you take it out. You can also listen to it on LRN.FM. More coming up. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Talk Live, you can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Don't forget to join Dale over on his website, anarchyinyourhead.com. And we just talked to uh, Jamie from Wheels Off Liberty. He mentioned Taryn. That's one of his co-hosts on Wheels Off Liberty. But Taryn also does his own thing uh, on the LCL report. In fact, he supports his full-time activism by selling Liberty-themed jewelry. Support the ideas of Liberty every time you buy some of Terran's unique swag. He also does custom work for about everything you can dream up. Uh, You can find his designs at lclreport.com or join his fan group on Facebook. You can also buy from him in person at this year's Porcupine Freedom Festival coming up next week. If you want to access all his des- uh, best designs first, come to the Free Champagne Mimosa Party he'll be hosting after the Porcupine Freedom Festival's opening ceremonies, and I believe that will be on Thursday uh, at some point. So you can go to the por- uh, you can go to porkfest2010.com. That's pork with a C. Porkfest2010.com to get the full itinerary of what's happening. Of course, Free Talk Live is going to be broadcasting live from the Porcupine Fr- uh, Freedom Festival, where you'll be able to hang out with. Literally hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented individuals. It's going to be a great time. All kinds of activities going on. Lots of sales of products and services without asking government's permission to do so. Uh, It's going to be an absolute blast. Probably some level of civil disobedience and just a lot of fun. It's going to be a good time. and it It always is. And Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live. So join us at the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2010. Porkfest2010.com. Get registered. It's not too late to get the uh, the discount. If you show up the day of without registration, you'll have to pay an extra five bucks. Porkfest2010.com. As we continue, uh, we'll take your phone calls about anything going to Abel in New Hampshire. Abel, you're on Free Talk Live. Abel in New Hampshire going once. Years since I've called you guys. It's been years, <laughs> you say? Yeah, it's been a couple. Well, welcome anyway, back. Uh, no, I, you know, I... I I wanted to weigh in on this kind of theology discussion that you guys have been having. Sure. You know, years back, I I you know kind of came from a a uh, you know kind of a, a bit of a Christian background. You know, I, I got mm-hmm. myself a job in the library for some time. You know, read the 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 Quran the, the Quran and the Torah. You know, Nag Hammadi texts and so on and so forth. And eventually found myself my way into you know, a certain beliefs like Kabbalah and, you know, Wicca and so on and so forth. And eventually, you know, as I was starting to open my eyes to the idea of the ideas of liberty, I came across one 
particular philosophy called chaos that I that I found really appealing, you know, and I thought that it really really kind of tied in with with a lot of what you know liberty had to offer as well. And you know, one of one of the core tenets of chaos is is this this kind of rabid avoidance of, of dogma. And you know, are you, is chaos spelled C H A O S? Yeah, yeah, C H A O S. You 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 know. Uh, a fellow named Peter Carroll writes a lot about it. I think that Phil Hine does a better job. Of well, tell me about it. What does it mean? What what is the what are the fundamentals? Well, you know, basically, what 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 you would, you know, what when I say the avoidance of dogmatism, it's just that. It's that you take you, you know, it's it's an understanding that you know any form of faith is ultimately an anchor that holds you down, pulls you back. So as, as we as we slough off these belief systems, we ultimately free ourselves to make use of any other belief system that comes along. You know, I can, I can uh, use the, uh, the, the, the Christian uh, rituals, or I can turn around and I can use uh, Jedi rituals from Star Wars, and they're ultimately equally effective for me. Yeah, that makes perfectly mm-hmm. good sense to me. I, I don't like the name Chaos. Because it seems to encompass so much more. Um, everything well, yeah, it really does, and, th- and there is a lot more in there. You know, there's a, there's a, there's way more to it than just that avoidance of dogmatism. You know, uh, like I said, you know, Peter Carroll and Phil Hine, they they explain it way better than I ever could. You know, and you know, even when you read them, you're just touching the very tip of it. But really and honestly, it's 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 about engineering your own reality. Hmm. You know, and that's a lot of what you guys have talked about in the past. Is you know. Uh, kind of kind of choosing your own path through life, but you know this is more of a technical system based in kind of an esoteric type magical framework a technical system called chaos your, that's awesome wrap your mind around it <laughs> where did you, where did you find out about this <laughs> it, it's funny i was in the uh, I was in the military and uh, I was snooping around in the library on Fort Hood Texas and uh there was, I was way back in the back where they kept all the technical manuals, and I came across a, uh, a book called Lieber Nolan's Psychonaut. And I don't know if it was back there by accident or if it was back there because it was one of their technical manuals. But, I, you know, I stuck it in under my BDU blouse and, and kind of ran off with it. <laughs> you know, I wasn't a very good soldier. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, hey, you know, I'd probably pay for it anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you found a book it, about psychonauts in the uh, the military yeah, library? It's a, yeah, it's a book called Lieber Nolan Psychonaut by Peter Carroll. Now, psychonaut and, you know, is normally somebody kinda, who's known for doing psychedelic substances to an, a, uh, an extreme, right? Yeah, it really is, you know. And they and there's a there's a chapter in there about chemognosis, you know, uh, uh, finding uh, using chemicals to obtain a, a state of mind that will allow you to uh, to uh, uh, kind of change your perception and, and that's I think that's reality. one of the reasons why really, a lot of honestly, religious uh, folks are against uh, psychedelics because they're worried that the, that their their subjects if you will might see things or or come to believe things after using those substances that uh, would be detrimental to their the church's control over them the religious system's control Oh without a doubt you know you can you can most definitely use these substances to to obtain a a, a different kind of a um a different focus on reality. Hey, I want know? to thank I you for the call and the, the thoughts tonight, Abel. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Let's go to Elizabeth listening to the TJ Network, WTJS in Jackson, Tennessee. Hey, Elizabeth, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, good evening. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, people who have uh, different beliefs 
may be believing in a religion, they think, but actually they're not. Christianity is a way of life. It's not a religion. Um, there are many Christian types of religions or denominations, but Christianity is a way of life, and its chief proponent, uh, if I may use that word, is love love of others as well as love of God. Now, uh, children are gifts from God, which is my belief. Uh, should one be fortunate enough to believe in one true and eternally living God, whose name is sometimes pronounced Jehovah, otherwise they may have children by something that is randomly occurring melding of protoplasms, with the ability to transmit its genetic codes to progeny produced by a brainless cell structure that reproduces itself by dividing after being penetrated by a large-headed uh, microscopic tadpole. Uh, um, so, do, so the, the, I'm just wondering: Do non-Christians reproduce in the fashion that you're you're, you're talking about here, or uh, I, I have no idea I, I how they think they reproduce. I think they know what causes children these days. Uh, there were a lot. I think back somewhere in the dark, long forgotten ages, people didn't connect the two acts between the acts between the result, but they do now, and. Fortunately and thankfully, uh, they know that this miracle that occurs called Is it really a miracle? I mean, is it a miracle if it happens oh, it millions of times a, a day, every day? Even if, even if there was not a God Almighty, it would still be a miracle. And I, for one, would stand in awe to see this magnificent concentration and collection of neural uh, connections and muscles and a heart and all of the other things that go with being a human being. Hmm. This is, it, is not well, a you're talking about human beings. circumstance. Is, is birth a miracle when it happens to, like, say, baby chicks or when, uh, you know, like... Uh, Kittens? I, 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 saw, I saw two love bugs doing it, and that, that's pretty gross. Um, I mean, is that is that a miracle, too? I, I would think so, yes. Is okay. death also no, you do realize that, that the process, um, the whole notion of emergent order, which a lot of people think of as natural, they hear natural selection or evolution, that process is not random. You understand that, right? That's right, it isn't. Okay. So see, how, that, that's, did that's, it, that's, how did it occur? How did it come into being? You see, mm-hmm. this is why I believe in God. Is death a miracle? I... That is a miracle. Death, death is also a miracle in your uh, your belief system. Well, certainly, it's the it, it is the uh, ultimate end of a uh, circumstance of Thank a you. life that exists. I, I appreciate hearing from you tonight. A definition, the primary definition of a miracle is an effect or extraordinary event in the physical world that surpasses all known human or natural powers. I don't know. Birth happens all the time. Is it really extraordinary?
MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. This is Free Talk Live, and we are kicking off the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free. You can bring up anything, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features are free. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their sites. We give ours away, and act, uh, actually, the site allows you to influence the stuff we'll talk about on these very airwaves. Tonight in the first hour, we talked about a dog being shot to death by the police on video that the police themselves took of the incident. And you can see that video. It's uh, I think last time I looked, it was the second item on our website. Because the site allows you to submit different things from across the Internet. Other listeners then look at them and vote as to whether or not they like or dislike them. And the most liked stories within a certain period of uh, time will make it to the front page of our website and mean that we're more likely to see them and talk about them. Uh, coming up, Dale, if we get a chance, I want to make sure we get to your issue with the, the myths that you learned about guns from watching Hollywood films. We'll, uh, we'll get to that here in a little bit. Of course, we'll take your phone calls about whatever you want, 800-259-9231. I want to continue the theological uh, conversation a little bit because we never had the chance to uh, to get into the difference uh, we started dale you answered to started to answer the question we went off on tangents uh the question of what the difference is between pantheism and panentheism um and uh, i called you my cult leader because you explained to me what panentheism was and i'd originally thought that that was kind of what pantheism was so can you explain both to our well uh, i our guess listeners? the 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 sort of the notion of pantheism is that the sort of everything is unified it's all god is essentially the entire universe, which is a unified thing. It's not a bunch of separate objects. And then there's the idea of panentheism, which which basically expresses a belief that there's something above and beyond the physical universe. And, 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 and my notion of that is what I call the divine, which has to do with concepts and abstractions that I think are crucial to the physical universe working. You know, and, and so it's not like there's a, another physical type universe outside of ours. It's the non-physical, for lack of a better term, that there's the... Yeah, in a way, I guess you'd call it, you know, the non-physical or the abstract. It's sort of like uh, Platonic, the Platonic theory of forms, or Plato's theory of forms, which I have only, I still need to read up more on, but to my understanding of it, it's very similar to what I was talking about, the idea of, there's sort of like this notion of the perfect version of everything, what if, if, um... And and if in a non-limited universe, what something could be, like the idea right. of the seer, a sphere made of infinite points, you know, the only perfect sphere would have to be made of infinite points, and we it's can't make one in, in the physical universe yeah. out of it would have to be made of finite points, so it can't be perfect. So there's, but it's but it's driven by like everything, all the spheres in our universe are a reflection of the perfect sphere. Which is infinite points. They're the, trying to be the perfect sphere, right? And to, and, to some ex- extent, the uh, the universe is attempting to be perfection. That it, right, it's moving. And can never get that. there. It's like and an asymptote. The and that's what the process of evolution is, right? And the, the divine is perfection. 
divine is perfection, and we can't even conceive of it with our limited finite brains. We can only abstractualize it. We can only um, we can only can we can only create models of it that are limited. You know, we can try to conceive of it, but in the process of trying to conceive of it, and we invent new things and things like that, we are approaching it. So it 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 guides us. So it's like uh, us trying to conceive of what you're talking about, the infinite or mm-hmm. divine. Us trying uh-huh. to conceive of that is like the uh, like the the dot on the piece of paper or the the stick figure that you draw on the piece of paper, trying to conceive of what uh, the third dimension would be like. Because yeah. he's kind of stuck in, in his, his dimension. World, he can't. We're right. here in the third dimension. We can't really. While we can have some idea of what the fourth through the tenth dimensions might be, and there's a great video on YouTube that kind of goes into that. It attempts uh, to model them, right? Yeah. You know, sort of. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- th- there's some re- neat ideas that we can play with, but we'll never have a true grasp of what that means because that, we're not there. And that's how, and that's sort of crucial how the universe works. I mean, our existence is it. The fact, you know, our existence depends on us being limited. You know, I I don't think the divine the divine is not God. And it's important for me to point that out. Like, it's not God because the divine can't think. You know, you think when you're trying to solve problems and figure things out. The divine doesn't have anything to figure out. Yeah, it's it's, it's there. not thinking. It's, it's just there. there. It just yeah. exists. I mean, so it's not like it can't you know. <laughs> think. It doesn't need to think. It can't. It's it's, it's thinking is trying well, to figure things out. You can say it doesn't out. need to think. I'm not sure that it can think it's, either because it is like the very essence of perfection. We're trying. You know, the, the, the if you look at and in fact, I look at the in a way I've sort of described the process of natural selection. You know, the previous caller described said, "Well, there must be a god because that person can only think in a top-down form of order." Where there's this guy, where there's someone manipulating things and causing stuff to be a certain way, and uh, the whole notion though of emergent order is the universe itself thinking, in my opinion. I mean, the natural selection process. I mean, if you look at the the creatures that survive versus the creatures that don't survive and, and evolve, they are being selected by their environment. Right? This creature's fit for this environment. It's being selected by its environment, and so there's there's a there's a massive process going on that we're only a part of, and we can to some extent, kind of live better lives if we could sort of acknowledge that and acknowledge that we're a part of something bigger and try to sort of go with the flow as opposed to try to go contrary to it, hmm. which is really pointless because, you know, you were created by the environment. And so it's... it's and so of, morality you know. is, a, um, is, is an efficient system for, di- for, you know, humans essentially to deal with the wor- world around them, uh, you mm-hmm. know, created by this divine? I, I think... Yeah, I I think that um I think it's just that that we are a part of it and and our wills are a part of it too. A lot of people say, well, Dell, that sounds very counter libertarian for you to say something like Why? that. Wait, wait, but, what is counter libertarian? Well, the idea of saying that we're a part of something bigger it doesn't sound uh, very individualist. It just uh, sounds uh, like yes. it's not very respectful of the individual and their will to do whatever it is that they're doing. But your will was created by the by by the universe as well. Mm-hmm. Like your desires and your will, there's a purpose for that. So uh, and and then there's the whole notion of sort of rational, you know, pursuing your rational self-interest as opposed to being just being reflexive like an animal. Whereas, uh, you know, when you're pursuing your rational self-interest, you are actually thinking in terms of how can I satisfy my will? How can I achieve my ends? And 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 those are expressly yours. And thinking thinking with with vision as opposed to just being reflexive, actually looking ahead and making smart decisions in the long run as opposed to what feels good right this second. You know, that's the difference between an animalistic, just sort of self-serving thing versus a rational self-interest that takes into, the, into account, you know, 
looking, you know, f- being forward looking and you know thinking things through as opposed to just being reflexive and things like that. And 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 you you know the I think that you still have the idea of free will within this paradigm because you are as you said the you know, the universe created. Well, I don't know what free will is, but you have will definitely yes. Okay, well, free will. <laughs> you're making decisions. I think it's pretty yeah. pretty evident that you're making decisions that those haven't been pre-planned for you. I guess is is what I'm saying. Right. Well, I mean, it's. We we have the we have the we are we are you know there are you know there's all kinds of decisions being made the whole universe is thinking and we're a part of that mm-hmm. yes. I thought the universe wasn't thinking hmm? I thought the universe wasn't thinking no Not the mind a... isn't thinking the physical universe absolutely is. Okay. Do you understand the distinction? The divine is not. They're two separate things. I, I, I guess the universe is, uh, it's like a river figuring out, the, uh, you know, what is the best path down, and that path can, can change and optimize over time. So if you call that thinking, and, and, and inevitably will, yeah. uh, you know. I don't it, think of rivers possibly as through thinking. A two, possibly through a three steps forward, two steps back process, you know. Uh, obviously, the natural selection process is a bumpy said, road. You've said it's messy before. It's messy. Know. It's bumpy. It makes mistakes. But but it goes in a – it seems directional. I mean, now, there, there's a certain leap of faith in that. I can't scientifically say it's directional, and people would argue with me on that. But I do feel like there's sort of a – there's sort of – you know, there is something that, that the universe is trying to, to <laughs> trying to be. You know, you see, con- I think consciousness is an is an inevitability. It's I think that's a part. The whole notion of sort of self and, you, and you're saying you can be a part you know, of self awareness and consciousness and experience is all part of this is all part of the process of this natural selection process process that's happening all over the universe. And it's not just for life, but I mean, life is just an aspect of it. It's an orderly it's an orderly pattern that emerges. You know, out of all these orderly patterns that are emerging out of chaos. Through a natural selection process. Some people would say that uh, order cannot come from chaos and that, uh, you know, God, therefore there must be a God, uh, you know, directing it. Well, chaos could also be considered as uh, as an illusion. I mean, if you want to think about it, because uh, we just can't understand it. Right. I mean, there is a system out there. There are mathematical formulas involved in how things happen. It's just that there's so many formulas in so many different va- aspects that not even the most powerful computers that we've come up with can accurately predict the weather uh, tomorrow. Right. Uh, so the, the the formulas out there. It's just the illusion of chaos. So so and free will. We have the uh, sort of the illusion of free will, and it's called compatibilism, I believe. In a deterministic universe, we, we there's more coming up know. here. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want. Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine, nutritious vitamins and minerals and a delicious chocolate taste for your picky eaters. Be sure to visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. With kids, food battles are more about control than about food. If you want to avoid a battle with your picky eater, give them a say in what they eat. At dinner, let them choose between broccoli or fruit salad. At the supermarket, give them three cereals to pick from. The more control they have, the less there is to argue about. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Hey, we've got a lot of features on our website, and we give them away. Those other talk show hosts you hear in the industry, they want to charge you for their sites. Ours is free. But it does cost money to put on the uh, the website, and luckily we have great folks like MemoryDealers.com behind the site, like Memory Dealers sponsoring our webcam. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com. You can watch. You can listen. You can interact. 
because we've got our chat room built into the very same page. And it's all free to you at cam.freetalklive.com. Again, thanks to memorydealers.com for offering the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. Look, if, you, uh, if you're looking for SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zenpacks, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, and at up to 99% off list price, you need to, you need to look at MemoryDealers.com because they've got it, and they can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. In stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery at MemoryDealers.com. All right, so we continue here with your phone calls. Jeremy is in Rhode Island. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jeremy. Jeremy in Rhode Island, going once. Hi. Hey, Jeremy, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I'd like to speak about agorism. About agorism? Um, Yes. Okay, that is the working... uh, Define agorism for our audience that has never encountered the term. Well, my understanding is just interacting with people on a voluntary basis in the exchange of goods and services. Typically, uh, that sounds like real life, generally. No, usually you have to add the provision (laughs) that you are doing it without permission of the people calling themselves the state. Because there are a lot of yeah, people interacting voluntarily out there, but many of them are begging permission from the state. In order to be an agorist, you have to do it without asking permission. Isn't there also sort of an implied activist element to it, too? Like the idea that you're sort of undermining the state by engaging in this because you're not paying taxes. You're creating alternatives uh, for all sorts of things that, that, that uh, would, would hopefully undermine the status versions over time. Or, or no, am I reading too much into it? Jeremy, I think that was Is a that question for you. Towards me or Ian? Yeah, it was for you, Jeremy. You. Sorry. Um. Well, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when I say you know the voluntary interaction, I don't consider when you have to when you have to apply for permission from the government. That's not voluntary. Whenever you right, but when you're like doing you do the with business, somebody, you're collecting taxes for the government. The level of how voluntary that transaction is is really subject because if you can't if you can't achieve uh, a good or a service without paying tax on. it, it's not really voluntary. So, is a yard is a yard sale where someone didn't get a permit? Is that uh, uh, you know because many most places in the United States you don't need a permit to have a yard sale? Is that agorism? I suppose. I don't not know. Not really. Okay. So anyway, what was your point that you wanted to make? Oh no! I just um, I, I've come to realize that in the past. Um, two to three months that I have been active um, in the completely voluntary society without taxes. What would you mean? Uh, I've been repairing Volkswagen TDIs and providing the parts and stuff like that as far as performing jobs, and I've been doing that as opposed to my full-time job while I'm in school. Um, This is Volkswagen Diesels. And it's actually been going pretty good. And what I find is that I'm interacting with my customers on a voluntary basis. And they're, they're very happy because they're paying a fraction of what they would pay any other shop to do. And the work is being performed properly. And how are you getting the customers? Are you, uh, are you getting word of mouth? Uh, word of mouth is a lot of it. There's mm-hmm. a forum that I'm on. Um, the other aspect of that is I have some business cards I've been putting around. Every time I go out for a drive, if I see a Jetta or Golf diesel. Great, cool. Glad it's working out for now, you, Mark. Jeremy, Jeremy yeah. I, um, I, I'm all for uh, people you know, doing business and not paying taxes on it and all, uh, all those kind of things. However, I'm, um, 
I'm suspect of this term agorism as if it really does anything. I mean, like people, people believe in agorism like, yes, this is going to change something. And my question to you is, how many Volkswagen diesel engines do you think you have to work on before the state uh, collapses? Oh, no, I don't think it's, it's going to collapse the state at all. But as far as my own, uh, my very small impact in life, that I'm not supporting the state in, in, in my livelihood. So you right, would, it so maximizes you would, his life. You would say that agorism is, a, is it, you know, a way to go about having a good life. It's not necessarily a way to, uh, you know, it's not necessarily a revolutionary philosophy. That's sort of no, what, my, just, what I was asking just, about was... Someone who believes in liberty, it's, it's a good way for, for someone who believes in liberty to be able to support themselves. I think that's where it begins. Uh, to, to take the agorist, it's a way of life. Well, to take the to take the agorist uh, perspective on this, and I'm I'm over at the agorism entry on Wikipedia, uh, and this is what Brad Spangler has to say from Agorist Revolution in a nutshell. Agorism is a revolutionary market anarchism in a market anarchist society. Law and security will be provided by market institutions, not political institutions. Agorists recognize, therefore, that those institutions cannot develop through political reform. Instead, they'll come about as a result of market processes. As government is banditry, revolution culminates in the suppression of government by market providers of security and law. So basically, what the agorists are saying is that, uh, well, down the line, it's revolutionary once you start to really compete with uh, the auspices of the state. I don't think that it's really, and and I, I personally don't like the term revolution. I prefer evolution. Uh, because I believe that would be an evolution. It would not be a going back around to the beginning and starting over. So basically, if you're just fixing uh, Volkswagens, you're not particularly in competition with the, the state-provided services. You're just simply maximizing your take in life. You're maximizing, you know, you don't, you're not paying taxes. You're not jumping through regulatory hoops. You're not getting permits and things like that. So your, your life becomes easier uh, to some extent. And, you, you, you know, you can take in as much as, as you want without having to beg permission. So it's very beneficial to you personally. And as more people start to drop out of the system and start to engage in uh, so-called agorist economies or, or, or the black market or the gray market and operating outside of the bounds of the, the legal world, then over time more people will be more likely to begin creating alternative protection systems and market uh, arbitration and the very whatever the beginnings are of some sort of private version of what is currently done by the government. Road repair. You know, you could have uh, agorist road repair if I you think, wanted to. I think, too, that, uh, you know, I've talked to some people about this. It's getting to the point. The regulations are becoming so stifling and so uh, there's so many there's actually so many risks that come along with trying to do things the so-called right way. I wouldn't call it the right way, obviously, if you're working with the state. But yeah. um, there's so many it's there are increasing number of risks and things and things that can go wrong and things that can try to catch you on and so many things that you could do wrong and not even realize it because it's so complicated that it's getting to the point where it's almost just a matter of. I think it's going to get to the point where you have to do engage in agorism just to function, just to be able to, to you know. I think I, I think it's going to get to that level, and hopefully, you know, the sort of part of the state collapsing as people having more and more people starting to engage in it because they just have to to survive. Jeremy, I'm glad uh, working outside the system is working for you. I'm glad to hear the story, and thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So I tend to agree with uh, with you, Mark, in that I don't think that by you know selling pot or by fixing right. cars without many, a license. B- how many bags of marijuana do we have to sell before the government finally crumbles? Uh, it just 
I don't know. I, I think I'd, it all is part it. of a bigger thing. I grow my own food and I deal with my friends in silver. I just bought some stuff from Dale in silver tonight. Don't I'm, tell people that. Oh, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for, for God's sakes, I, I, but I just don't think it's going to do anything. Well, it does something for you. It takes you out of the system, and I think that's important. I think that people dropping out as much as they possibly can has, has value. But you have to make Ag- money, too. That has value, too. There's more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Features including our listening options, live streams. We've got them. Broadband, dial-up versions. You can listen to Free Talk Live around the clock. When the live show ends, you hear the first hour of the what was the live show immediately after the third hour of the live show. So it just keeps looping the, the most recent show over and over until we get to do another live show. And you can hear that for free on our streams at listen.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communication, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. All right. As we go to your phone calls, uh, let's start things out here with Bing in Kentucky. Bing, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Hey, guys. How y'all doing today? Bing, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, not much. Uh, I called uh, probably about four or five months ago whenever you guys were talking about New Year's resolutions. Yeah. And uh, I told you guys what my New Year's resolution was. And what was that? To get out of debt. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, well, tonight uh, it uh, cleared in my bank, and I made my uh, last student loan payment, and I'm totally done with it. Wow. wow you're, out of, you're out of student loan debt. Wow. Yep. $14,000. How much was it? $14,000. And you did that in, uh, in, in – when did you start paying that off? Uh, it, it was about a year and eight months or so. That's great. It's pretty about good. About a year and eight wow. months. Now, do you have credit card debt on top of that, or are you completely free and clear? No credit card debt. I, I do own a house, mm-hmm. but I have it rented out, so basically the house is paying for itself right now. Great. That's Yeah, I have to say, in the big scheme of things, that's not necessarily bad debt, depending on... It also is a write-off if you if Yeah, you it's a write-off taxes. if you are paying taxes and everything, and so... Um, you know, your property taxes are a write-off. Your interest on it is a write-off. Well, property taxes has nothing to do with your debt for it, but yeah, the property, the the interest you on it is a write-off. So you have to take whatever you're paying in interest on a house, and you have to adjust that for whatever tax write-off you're getting. So you're really your interest you're paying is less than than whatever that might Man, be. That's and all like a foreign language to me. Sometimes it can get that interest can actually, you know, after you adjust it for your tax deduction, that interest can be lower than than easily lower than what you're making on some investments. So if you're investing a certain amount of money and you owe some money on your house, you could be overall ahead 
based on the fact that you're making more than what you're paying on your house, and you wouldn't have that money if you used it to pay off your house. Write off deductions, blah yep. blah blah. Trust I me on that. that stuff just, means. just push the I believe button, Ian. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. Uh, I don't follow much of that tax stuff. I don't understand their legalese yeah. either. Not going to bother oh. trying. So I, guess, uh, I have so, a good head for math. I so guess. Congratulate. Well, I can do math. It's just I don't understand all their legalese and their terms and all that crap. Uh, so, uh, so what else did you want to share? Congratulations on that. Well, I just wanted to say uh, people get down on themselves. and They don't think that they can accomplish things and do things. Uh, it's just a good idea to set a goal for yourself, write it down, even if it's just a small goal. Yeah, absolutely. Or if it's a large one, I mean, just write how you want to get to that goal. Do the things that you need to do to get there. It's amazing how many people don't do that. Uh, and I've got, uh, I don't have any evidence that the numbers are right, but uh, it's my understanding that the super majority of people, like over 90%, uh, do not write their goals down. I mean, if yeah, they even I've have goals for this, if they even or write have down goals. sort of a, a basic plan. Right, of what you they know, want to accomplish, and then like you're saying, uh, Bing, to fit to work backwards, you figure out what you want to do, and then you work backwards from what you want to figuring out how to get to that point of, of what you want. I think a part of that is making use of the, your entire mind, because you know, there's so many levels to your thought processes. There's subconscious levels and things like that, and there's a, you know, if you're writing something down, you're, you're, you're visualizing in a way to really sort of put your mind at work to work on that task. Make it a little more know? concrete. Yeah. Uh, and I also find that having my goals physically in front of me helps me because if I, you know, if I'm, I'm busy during the day, I may be missing something and I may not remember that I need to do something. And so I've got it all written down and okay, this is what I need to accomplish and a lot of cases, I'm, I'm I'm constantly disappointed in myself because I'm not getting as many things done as as uh, as I'd like as you to. You managed to write down, and right, I you probably, probably get shouldn't. more done because you have it written absolutely. down. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I know that uh, beyond the shadow of a doubt, and I, I I probably shouldn't beat myself up so much. And I can tell myself that if uh, if I ever do feel down because I've only done thirty percent or or less of my goals in any given week, as well. If I didn't have these goals written down and I, as i've been and i've been doing this for a decade of my life uh if i if i didn't do goals then where would i be yeah i think it's you know and it's i've been multitasking more and more lately and stuff falls by the wayside big time here i'm starting to get so many design projects all of a sudden now that i've started mm-hmm. taking up something else completely i've started doing you know trying to make movies now and so now all of a sudden i'm getting like bombarded with design projects and i'm trying to stay on top of those and and that's a, now you really need to start writing things down, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Bing, for the thoughts tonight. Anything else you want to share? Uh, yeah, I just think that it's really important for most of your listeners, or actually all of them out there, getting out of debt right now with the way the economy is is a really important thing. It's always a good if idea. If you're not out of debt, figure a way to get out of debt. Don't listen to any of the stupid commercials. Just take your bills, add them up. Take how much money you make and figure out a way to pay the bills off. And minimize your costs as well. It's a good exactly. way to help pay those bills off. Is and if, if you've you... got one of those adjustable rate mortgages, get rid of it. Yeah, and get because absolutely. If, if if the uh, economy does go into some kind of uh, inflation inflationary uh, spin, you do not want one of those arms where the the, the Fed they get adjusted quarterly. You want to have a fixed rate mortgage um, that that you're, you're paying off monthly, and and you're you'll be in much better shape. Yeah, discipline, yep. self discipline is required, but uh, once you apply it. You'll be free of that debt, and then uh, then you can enjoy some. Uh, you can enjoy a lot more of life once you don't have that hanging over your head. Thanks, Bing, for the Absolutely. call. I appreciate the encouragement and the uh, the, the, and the success story. That's great news.
1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, when you're looking at cutting costs, there's some obvious things that you can look at, like eating out. If you're going out to a, a restaurant on a weekly I, I've basis. I've been a lot better about that. I'm I'm being, you know, like I, I also I like I love ice cream and I was like, hey, let's go to the ice cream place and get ice cream. Yes, you I'm do. Thinking, you know what? I'm going to go to Walmart and get a two dollar <laughs> half gallon of ice cream yeah. and take it to my house and invite people over to have some ice cream. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, and cutting out vices as well is another one. Mark, you quit smoking about a year ago. It hasn't been an easy thing, but. Uh, and you weren't a cigarette smoker; you were a cigar smoker. But yeah, nonetheless, I, I, I never, I didn't quit there. over the money. Um, I quit over the taxes. But there um, is money there that were imposed. For, certainly, for there, a cigarette smoker, it's a, a lot. cigarette smoker. Man, it, it, it's seven dollars a pack or whatever you're paying for them at this point. Four to seven. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but I didn't quit for that reason. I quit because uh, you know money's but fungible, you, and the government is uh, you know taking money out of taxes for that's cigars. nice, Mark. But if you've got debt and you want to uh, to pay it off, this is one way that you can help. That is by cutting out the Starbucks every day and cutting out the, the cigarettes and I, I think that those are good steps but you have to keep in mind the goal and if you're not going to if you, you have to have it written down and stuck to the refrigerator mm-hmm. if you're going to be able to keep your eye on the ball and that's i i think the writing it down is so important because that way when you want to spend money on this or that even if you're saving money by quitting smoking you've got the money and then you want to do something You'll spend with it, it on something else yeah you, you've got to be disciplined you've got to be able to go to the refrigerator and say you know no this i'm, I'm paying down this credit card and then i'm going after this one with the lower debt mm-hmm. and, and the lower interest rate and then this one with the lower interest rate and then I'm going after the you know the home loan yeah, people differ on whether they want to pay off a 30-year fixed or not. I, I I see advantages to both both sides of it. Um, it's it's kind of the sim- the simple way to go about it. Um, you know, I I think that it's it's fine to carry um a, a fixed rate mortgage too. Well, let's talk to Mick in Alabama. Mick, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Well, thank you very much. How are you gentlemen doing tonight? Mick, doing great. What's on your mind? Outstanding. Listen, I just want to let you all know, I've told the, the call screener that uh, we don't have many, uh, many radio stations that, that play this type of thing, and I stumbled upon you uh, coming from my home in Huntsville, oh, okay. down a little bit further south, and and uh, I got you on uh, Sunday evenings. No, I'm sorry, Saturday evenings. Yeah, it must be WBHP out of Huntsville. Well, no, I got you at WDNG out of oh, Amsterdam. Oh, DNG, yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I, I haven't heard you in Huntsville. But in any case, I got you on the Internet tonight. And the reason I, I did that, I hunted you all down and, and got that on the Internet because I'm telling you what, I've, um, I, I disagree with a great deal of what you say. I'm, I'm, I would guess I would classify myself as an extraordinarily conservative American. I'll tell you what, Mick, hold that thought. I want to bring you back. Make sure you have a chance to get all your thoughts out here in moments. 800 259 Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives, free of commercial breaks, and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call if you make it right now to 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Also, you can shop at newegg.freetalklive.com if you want to help out the CD Evolution Fund. CDEvolution.org, it's uh, the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund set up for the purpose of assisting those who are willing to say no uh, to the state, disobey and non-cooperate, uh, getting behind them financially, uh, 
Uh, it's a great fund, cdevolution.org. You can, uh, of course, you can go there and donate directly to them, but if you're looking for computer parts, get your shopping done through newegg.freetalklive.com. When you enter Newegg through that link, uh, a percentage of the sales, uh, the whatever it is you buy, will end up going to cdevolution.org. So if you're building a computer or you're adding a new card to your computer or getting a mouse or something like that, go to newegg.freetalklive.com. Newegg's a great site. They've got user reviews like crazy. I mean, it's the most – if you're looking for an item and it's on their site, there will be all kinds of reviews that will really give you an idea as to how reliable it is. And it's really, the, I think, the best computer shopping website I've ever found. Newegg.freetalklive.com. Percentage of the sale goes to cdevolution.org. Hey, by the way, Porkfest is coming up in just just under a week. It's kicking off on the 24th, going through the 27th, although the parties and the fun will start unofficially earlier than the 24th. During the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and I believe it's going to be uh, fr- apparently Friday night uh, at Porkfest, you get a special sneak preview of Chartarum, a John Shaw motion picture brought to you by Think Twice Productions. And you can get your copy of the Porkfest-only limited edition of the original soundtrack, as well as a Porkfest commemorative beer mug. And Dale was one of the uh, the starring roles, as I understand it, in Chartarum. So you get to <laughs> yes. see that. I, I imagine had a lot of fun. you were in you were in quite a bit of the movie, yes? Oh yeah, uh, it was it was a lot of fun. There were like there's sort of like a, a little cast of main characters, and I was one of those. So so it's pretty inevitable yeah. that you're going to see some clips of Dale if you uh, attend the Chartarum screening uh, Friday night in the Free Talk Live room after the show at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And you can ask us questions about behind the scenes stuff or something. Oh, cool, cool. All right, so <laughs> someone must to care about that. Mick is on the line in <laughs> Alabama. He's been uh, patiently uh, waiting uh, here. Mick, you're back on Free Talk Live. You found us as you were driving about around in Alabama, listening on WDNG on uh, Saturday nights, and you found us on the internet. Uh, do you and, live in the, in the Aniston area, or are you just passing through? I have a couple homes, and uh, one of my homes here is uh, in Alabama, and uh, is Anniston, and uh, I'll travel back and forth from, oh, uh, from Huntsville for the most part to well, Anniston. But well, hey, uh, when you I, when you get a chance, give a call to the radio station and let him know that uh, talk to uh, JJ Dark, the program director, and let him know that you appreciate that that he took free talk. JJ Dark, boy, yeah. you, you got the names down right. That's a, that's absolutely true. Well, I call these guys well, during the daytime. That's what I do. Uh, <laughs> that's how I actually make a living. Outstanding. That's that's great. Well, they're doing a good job by putting you on, but I just want, I'm not going to take too much time. I just sure. want to tell you that um, I disagree with a, a great deal of what y'all say, but uh, I, I agree with some. But it, even if I didn't agree with anything, you guys have an extraordinarily interesting show, and it's uh, it's, it's something that uh, allows somebody to learn um, of a, a great many things on a daily basis. And moreover. I got to tell you, you guys are, are are truly hospitable. You get some pretty irate calls, and uh, it's, it's it's entertaining. But the way you guys handle that, I think, is uh, is, is pretty dang professional. And uh, well, thank you. Uh, for the most part, I think you have your act together. Um, again, uh, there's some disagreements, but uh, sure. Uh, I think we have the, uh, the 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 one profound agreement is that I think we share a disdain for uh, for most of Congress, if, if not uh, all of Congress. <laughs> so that means you uh, would might support secession then. Oh my lord, no. No, no. we tried that a lot. We tried that quite some Who's time we? ago. That's No, I I'm all about the um uh keeping uh, America consolidated. I like that uh type of uh of of Well, if you don't like Congress, does, yeah. here's here's what I've got a question on this. What does uh, New England, uh the south, the southwest and the north and, and the northwest. What do these places and, and Alaska and Hawaii? What do these places really have in common? That's uh, you know more in common than say Canada and Australia. I mean, why why should these places be in in one super megalith kind of country? 
Well, I don't know. It, uh, I, I can't. Well, I can, but I'm not going to get into the philosophy of it. I, I think I just have a fairly, fairly simple opinion in that uh, uh, we have the constitutional dictates that that, uh, uh, that make us act the way we, we do act, and 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 we're a, we're a solid country. We're a nation state. We're a fairly young nation state. It's, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Years. You're using a lot of terms that are confusing to me, and I want to make sure that we uh, we iron these out. You're saying the Constitution dictates the way that we act. Uh, we this. We that. The Constitution isn't anything that dictates anything about the way we act. You and I. The Constitution is a set of rules that is supposed to apply to the people calling themselves government. And anybody who looks at that situation. I mean, you already did crit- critique the Congress. You look at that situation, you have to admit that they're not following their own rules. So it, the Constitution is essentially a dead document. Do you, do you not feel like at some point they violated the contract so badly that there needs to be accountability and is not secession some form of accountability? Well, it's, yeah, I, I, it, of course it is, but it, it's not realistic. It, it's not pragmatic, and it's simply not going to happen. It's in pretty much the same way as a viable. Wait a minute. Uh, you, you mean I it's agree not that it probably won't happen? I, I, think... I don't think it's, 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 it's. I don't think it's a viable enterprise. It's, it's simply not going to happen. And I say that right. because I, I don't believe it could. I, I don't I mean, see happening happen, in I... the environment right now. But we're getting to an environment where it would. I mean, right. things are getting so bad so fast. That People are talking about starting it. to become more viable. Right. It's not going to be the states that are necessarily. I think uh, if, if you want, uh, you know, the crystal ball version of this, um, is that I think that the the United States government has spent itself into insolvency, has squandered its uh, it, it, its um, status as the world reserve currency, and uh, you will soon see this uh, this empire, like so many empires before it, wither and die. And because there are these uh, these smaller governments within it, they will at some point say, you know, there's just no point in us uh, in in our our serfs paying money to this greater lord when it mm-hmm. it, it has no value. We'll just you know. As as it dies, we'll we'll just leave it, and um, they'll go out on their own. I think the best advice is when you do secede, don't fire on their stinking forts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> secession doesn't have to be violent. Yeah, it doesn't. It, I I think I think the trick to it is don't get violent about it. Just just withdraw. Just just well, pull think, out. Stop the, doing. The, you know. The, that might be a bit of wishful thinking, but I'll, I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, for, they they for, won't be. Uh, they won't have it, and they really won't have. Uh, you know, when they get to the when they're that when the state when the when the federal government becomes that marginalized and it's that much in debt and it's that much it's lost that much credibility and it's when it's that dismal they won't have be able to do much about it when it comes to that you're point. absolutely right and and we have to absolutely do something about this and i hate to to echo talking points from from the uh, right wing tv but uh, fox news for instance but we have to absolutely limit this, and uh, not with it's another not gonna Republican what? It's Wait, not going to happen. Another Republican Congress. Hold on, to limit what? <laughs> Ronald Reagan didn't <laughs> yeah. limit it. Ronald Reagan was um, grew the government by sixty something percent, but he sure did have some nice quotes. Yeah, it's not awesome, going to limit. Awesome I mean, it's, it's it's so. I mean, the, the, the Titanic is sinking. There, you know, yeah, we can play prettier songs on the violins, <laughs> but the Titanic. It's 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 not. You're not going to raise that Titanic. It is that bad. Anyone who's talking what like, is it, oh, we got thirteen trillion. We got to save. The federal government and get them to con- you know to That's get their spending under control. I mean, we can't even get them to slow down the rate at which we're getting into deeper and deeper debt. Right, there's the unfunded uh, stuff the- that's coming up. That uh, I mean, you got the 13 trillion that's on the debt clock now, but then right. there's the stuff that they promised the out old in the future. People, the the, the yeah. baby, boomer, baby boomers are hitting uh, 65. They're going to want their social security. I mean, what are they, it, they're yeah. going to ratchet it up on the American worker. Oh, and we got to keep the this illegal aliens exploded. out. For God's <laughs> sakes, you know we can't have them paying oh for somebody's uh, uh, social security. Brain- 
those are way. against the wall already. It's done exploded. You know, I agree with that. I agree with that a hundred percent. And and I told you I wouldn't take too much time, but that's that's a, a one of a series of band aids, heavy heavy duty band aids. Call them tourniquets, if you will. But this business with Social Security is ridiculous. I'm getting at the age now where in about five or six years I'm supposed to collect, and I may in fact collect some of it. But my <laughs> son are joke. not going to collect anything, and yeah. I have an 18 year old paying in right now. Absolutely extraordinarily horrific. It is, and that's that, that is something. about my God, imagine the money we've been having if we're able to go ahead and garner those funds ourselves and grow them as we would wish. Oh, the so amount of wealth would be though. tremendous. I mean, you're, you're talking about an extra. You're talking about the, every paycheck. People lose 15 percent of their paycheck to just oh, yeah. to social security. You don't have to pay it, but employers pretty much have to take it out of your check. Yeah, oh, I don't yes, pay it. Thank yes. goodness. Yeah, I don't pay that yes, crap. Indeed. Me either. Hey, hey man, gentlemen, I listen. I have to run. Thank you so thank much. Hey, we have to run too. Thank you. And, and, and call uh, call WDNG and call BHP up in uh, Huntsville as well. They carry us uh, on. Uh, I think a few weeknights as well. But so we're we're all over Alabama now. Florence and Huntsville and uh, Aniston. Good times. Excellent. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. <laughs> a lot of good call on that number is going to do you right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the, the end of the show, right? <laughs> two minutes from the end of the segment. So, Jens, any uh, any final thoughts? Obviously, we're not going to have time to cover the uh, the myths, the gun myths. Uh, but Dale, you've put that, you filed it away, and perhaps we will get to it. We're going to talk about gun myths someday. Yeah, we'll listen to my show on Sunday night. Can we oh, say yeah, that? you could talk about it then. We're gonna we're gonna. It's a good thing the FCC isn't listening because we're gonna totally <laughs> do things that you can't do on the radio on Sunday night. It's going to be the most outrageous FTL show ever so you know uh, you'll you'll want to call in just to get just to change the subject dale's heading it up on sunday night and of course we're back for tomorrow night's uh, saturday edition we'll see you online in the meantime at freetalklive.com the following edition of the edgington post interview series is brought to you by the free talk live amp program become a free talk live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com that's amp.freetalklive.com and here's mark all right it's a it's another edition of the edgington post and today i have with me a special guest a man named john buckman john are you there I am absolutely here. Excellent. Now, uh, John, besides being the uh, chairman of the board, the uh, uh, chairman of the board of directors of uh, the Electronic Freedom Foundation, you have uh, set up a site called Magnatune. And um, you know, tell people very quickly what the Electronic Freedom Foundation is, and then we can talk about Magnatune. Well, very briefly, the EFF tries to protect the same rights that you expect in the real world that you may or may not get in the online world. So, um, you know, people's right to uh, freedom of speech and that kind of thing uh, online. Yeah, freedom not to be spied on. You know, you need a warrant to search you. Uh, your email is actually private. Um, all the things that you sort of take for granted in the real world is pretty much being rewritten in the online world, and we try to defend it. Thank you for that. All right, so let's talk about Magnatune then. <laughs> um, tell, tell me about the concept behind Magnatune. I, I know it's been around for, for a few years. Right. It's been around eight years, and the concept was simply that there were genres of music that I love that were no longer hip, that weren't being sold in stores, uh, whether that was classical music or 80s death metal or electronic music from Warp Records, whatever it was. Um, it was so two minutes ago, and I was a bit worried that that kind of music that I loved was going away, that basically the industry, by being so focused on the current trend, uh, would 
basically just forget all this other music that we've all loved. And so Magnatune was just me looking around saying, is anyone actually worried about paying musicians to keep doing their art? And I looked at things like iTunes and other things like eMusic, and while they were certainly interested in their business model, no one was interested in the preservation of the music. And uh, that was my focus, was could I find a business model that might keep some of this alive? That's what drove Magnetune to exist. And today it's a subscription service with about 10,000 songs, and people pay $15 a month to get complete access to both streaming and downloads of the entire catalog. And, and so, I mean, how's it going? Um, you know, compared to the other sites out there, there's a lot of music sites, aren't there? Mm-hmm. And uh, how's it yeah, there, there's a huge amount of sites. Uh, and the, the big thing we found, uh, because I'm dealing with musicians directly and not labels, I never deal with labels at all. Um, first of all, the music's kind of a very different selection. It's only about 3% of what gets sent to us we accept. So I try to only have really good music so people don't have to, to wade through lots of stuff. The other thing is that whatever seems to be what people want to do with music, we can usually try and figure out a way to do it. Whereas in kind of the real online world, that usually means you launch a new company and negotiate a contract with the four major labels and try that one idea. What we did with Magatune is for a long time we sold download albums at a price that people could set. And then what we found is little by little, because of the iPod and computers and how that's changed the size of people's collections, people don't really buy one album at a time now, nor do people really want to be digital librarians of a vast collection. Uh, that's one of the reasons piracy is so popular, because you can fill your iPod fairly quickly without a lot of work, and, and that's pretty compelling. What we did with Magnatune is two years ago came out with an offering that just says, look, instead of us trying to push you to buy one album or two albums, um, instead, why don't you just join the family? Why don't you just give us enough that we can survive, which we pinned at $15 a month, and then we've got about 500 albums, and you're welcome to just have fun. If you want to download all 500, go right ahead. If you want to stream them all the time, that's fine. And what that changed for us is it, it let us basically look at how people wanted to use music and offer it in any way that they were interested in, as long as we were getting a little bit of membership fee. And that's completely different than a site that's looking to sell you an album. So we don't, for example, have 30-second previews because we don't deal with labels. We just preview the whole song. In fact, the whole album, everything on Magnetune can be listened to for free. Uh, There's a voice at the end that tells you what you just heard with about a 10-second ad. The idea, then, is that you find our music, you like it, you truly evaluate it, not 30 seconds, but high quality, Um, and then you decide if you want to join, and no cop protection, total freedom. Uh, There's even a Creative Commons license on it, so when you get the music that you're paying for, um, you can copy it around, pass it to some friends, whatever makes sense to you. Now, I know that uh, we've, we've had, on, on this show, we have lots of people send us uh, music that they've created themselves. How do you compensate the person who does the music? I mean, uh, with the new subscription model. Uh, previously, you'd said that basically you let people bid on what they wanted to pay for a given album. What, what happens now with the subscription service? We've always been 50-50 on the gross, and before it was kind of simple. Someone buys an album for $8, four goes to us, four goes to the musician. Seems simple. Now the way it works, uh, yeah, 
And now the way it works is it's 50-50 on, based on what each individual member does. So if you pay $15 uh, a month and you download, let's say, two albums, $750 goes to us, and then $750 is split between two musicians who get $375 each. It and is a good thing you've totally got computers, annoying. because if you didn't have computers, you'd never figure that out. <laughs> no, it's a lot of detail, but you know, <laughs> when you actually drill down and look at each individual one, you say, you know, that was actually the fair thing to do. It sounds that way. It's surprisingly fair. Um, so what I know you that you say that you have basically you, you try to keep good music. But as I get it, you kind of have this eclectic mix of, of music. What what genres are big for you? Do you have uh, sort of pop genres? I mean, can can I hear, uh, you know, somebody with that modulated voice that seems so silly to me? Or, um, you know, what what do you have there? Uh, I mean, naturally, because we're not dealing with labels, we're generally not we're not going to see anything that is Madonna, for example. There's not going to be a name that you know. It's going to be individual musicians who, for whatever reason, uh, either personal or others, haven't gone the major label route. And uh, what's left is actually a huge amount of fantastic music, but much more diverse than you would hear on the radio. So to speak to what you just asked, which is uh, what's most popular. For example, classical does really well at our site. It's quite hard to go discover new classical music. Uh, you know, it doesn't, the internet doesn't really do a good job for that genre. Um, another one would be world music does really well. Yeah. Um, a lot of electronica does very well for us, too. In general, what people uh, are looking for from Magnitude, I think, is music that they can play in the background while they get on with their lives, whether it's reading or using the computer, uh, whatever you're doing, that's actually when we listen to most of our music is this kind of incense to our lives. Only a small pound of our of our lives is that spent listening to music in the foreground and doing nothing else. So um, what I often find, uh, I, I can't say I'm a big music connoisseur myself. I, I, know, I'm, I know that there are lots of listeners um, to my show that are, but... I find that when I listen to NPR, I'll, I'll, listen, I'll hear these bands, of course, I've never heard of in my life, and they'll play bits of them and songs and things like that. And I, I think, wow, that's, that's pretty nice. Um, you know, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily go seek them out, I, but I know that they're, you know, once they hit NPR, that thousands of people <laughs> do. And I just wonder, um, you know, I get the impression that maybe your site's kind of like that. How do people cull through what you've got to, you know, find new stuff? Right. Uh, in each genre, you're not talking about thousands of records, so that really helps. And every single album's got a one-line description that I wrote that hopefully encapsulates you know, what that is. And you can just click and play. There's no login process. You just go hit a genre, hit an album, it plays. So that's right away the way that works. Uh, obviously, there's people who downloaded this also downloaded, and that sort of recommendation system. Um, and... Uh, playlist, by mood, I mean, lots of different ways. Because there's no risk associated with listening or downloading, um, people tend to spend a lot more time. In fact, the average visitor spends three and a half hours at our website, which is way more than any other music site that I know of. Um, so I haven't really found that to be a problem. What we try to do is organize everything along genre lines. So you say you're in a mood for a certain thing, you want some up-tempo jazz, here's five things that match those criteria and you can play them. You know, um, this, what this kind of sounds like to me is a, like a middle road between 
what I've done as far as, you know, pirating, uh, to me, pirating is uh, robbery on the open seas, but file sharing um, with music in the past, I've, I've done that. And, um, you know, buying something from, you know, the major record stores and CDs or, or things like that. So it's it's sort of halfway in, in between, you know. It's uh, it's it's much more a community um, as far as uh, you know. You're 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 closer to the artist. There's not a, a label in between, and um, your money goes to support the person that you wanted to support in the first place, and not a bunch of record company execs. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you know, I think in this day and age, no one actually needs to buy music anymore. It's easy enough to get a copy of BitTorrent and go to any, just Google the band name Space Torrent, and you've got the file. And there have been times, I mean, I was in an Indian restaurant, and they're playing this crazy Indian techno. I'd never heard anything like it. I don't even know how to find anything like that. Uh, I guess I go to, the, to an Indian grocery store and ask. I don't know even that would work. Yeah, how so would you buy it? I just went on BitTorrent. <laughs> Right. Yeah, how would I even find out if I like it or if it's some classical thing or it's some cheesy Bollywood pop? I don't know. I don't know anything about this genre. So uh, instead, I went and I typed in Indian techno mix into BitTorrent and downloaded a, a, a large amount of music uh, <laughs> and listened to it and found about 10 things I thought were good and then typed in each of those band names in the space the word torrent and follow that. Uh, it's a fair amount of work, but it, it, it does work. Um, and the same sort of process on Amazon iTunes, to me, isn't very satisfying. It's better on Amazon because they have the user playlists. Uh, you know, so like, so you like Swedish goth metal. Here's six bands that we like, um, says one Swedish goth metal fan. And, and that's quite useful. Yeah, I would um, say so. And, and that's they're somewhat unique. But even then, for example, it's very odd. You go to Amazon, you can't hit a play button that says, just play me all the 30-second previews that match my search. I don't know why they don't do that. Maybe there's some really good reason. But the end result is that the experience of finding music is a lot of clicking. You basically can't do anything else. But imagine if you could go to Amazon, type in uh, crazy Indian techno, and there was someone who recommended 12 albums. I know they can only play 30-second samples, but you just hit play, and it plays me 10 minutes of 30-second samples of everything that matches that search. That would be so much better, and then you'd have a little yay or nay button while I was playing. But they don't do that. In fact, no one does that, uh, but that is the kind of experience you get on Magtune. We have playlists, and as it plays, you can click on it and say favorite, and it'll make recommendations like that, or you can just listen to the whole album. Um, basically, what I think is going on is the labels are so clueless about technology and how people actually find music that they've completely hamstrung even very nimble companies like Amazon to offer just a terrible music-finding experience. How long before these brontosauruses uh, actually bite the dust? Well, it's already happening in the sense that even something like MySpace is actually offering a significantly better music discovery process. If you find a band that you really like, you go to their MySpace page, and then you see who's linked from that, and you start running that, uh, you're able to listen to entire songs. It just plays. Uh, and it maybe is only a half hour to find something that sounds like something you like that you also now want. Um, where they fall down is then following it up to actually sell you an album and get you uh, an active participant in them because they've just never got the commerce side down. But they get a lot of the fan and discovery stuff down and certainly the community is there. Um, Facebook hasn't worked yet, but it might. Um, sites like Pandora do a very good job of helping you discover music 
but they're not interested in helping you build a library. Um, they've got a very specific business model because it's the only one that's been approved by labels. So I don't know. The, the reality is that the alternate business models we have are things like Pirate Bay, but all of MP3.com was, until it was killed by Visa, a fantastic site. I don't know if you know this site. I'm not familiar uh, with it. But um, the, yeah, so it was essentially an iTunes competitor, except they were in Russia, and albums were a dollar an album, and you can get them in any quality or format you wanted. Um, and they made it really easy to jump from band to band. Uh, they had really, really deep categories. So you had Electronica Goa, that sort of thing. Um, so the price was down at a point where you just had an impulse buy. A dollar an album, fine, I'll get MP3s, move on, and it downloads in the background. And most importantly, it was very quick to balance between categories. Uh, and I actually showed all of MP3 to uh, some major labels, and they said, yeah, yeah, we need to do that. Uh, but they can't make it happen internally. They're just two dinosaur dinosaurs. And, uh, you know, it'll happen. Yeah. Uh, I think what will happen is essentially the major labels will be known for the Rolling Stones, and the new acts will all probably be using the labels for CD distribution and doing everything online themselves. Yeah, pretty soon they're going to be pushing Rolling Stone, the, the you know Mick Jagger around on the stage in like one of those beer carts, like just strapped in, um, and you know have him knock over speakers and stuff. Uh, he's getting so old. The John, I I have to run. Uh, we have to to get on and do a, a free talk live. But thanks for taking time with me, and um, I hope that people will go to magnatune dot com and uh, check out what you've got going on there. And if they if they have a band to uh, get a hold of you, thanks very much. Thank you. John Buckman, founder and CEO of Magnatune.com. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keen. Keen is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keen. Keen is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.